GFA static images. Some users with limited internet connectivity may access static images via the Aviation Weather Center, AWC, at http colon slash slash www.aviationweather.gov slash gfa slash plot http colon slash slash www.aviationweather.gov slash gfa slash plot. There are two static graphical images available, titled Aviation Cloud Forecast and Aviation Surface Forecast. The Aviation Cloud Forecast provides cloud coverage, bases, layers, and tops with AirMet Sierra for mountain obscuration and AirMet Zulu for icing overlaid. The Aviation Surface Forecast provides visibility, weather phenomena, and winds, including wind gusts, with AirMet Sierra for instrument flight rules conditions and AirMet Tango for sustained surface winds of 30 knots or more overlaid. These images are presented on 10 separate maps, providing forecast views for the entire CONUS on 1 and 9 regional views which provide more detail for the user. They are updated every 3 hours. And provide forecast snapshots for 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, and 18 hours into the future. C. Figure 7, 1, 2 and Figure 7, 1, 3. Pre-flight briefing. Flight Service is one of the primary sources for obtaining pre-flight briefings and to file flight plans by phone or the internet. Flight Service specialists are qualified and certificated as pilot weather briefers by the FAA. They are not authorized to make original forecasts, but are authorized to translate and interpret available forecasts and reports directly into terms describing the weather conditions which you can expect along your flight route and at your destination. Prior to every flight, pilots should gather all information vital to the nature of the flight. Pilots can receive a regulatory compliant briefing without contacting flight service. Pilots are encouraged to use automated resources and review AC 91-92, Pilot's Guide to a Pre-Flight Briefing, for more information. Pilots who prefer to contact flight service are encouraged to conduct a self-brief prior to calling. Conducting a self-brief before contacting flight service provides familiarity of meteorological and aeronautical conditions applicable to the route of flight and promotes a better understanding of weather information. Three basic types of pre-flight briefings, standard, abbreviated, and outlook, are available to serve the pilot's specific needs. Pilots should specify to the briefer the type of briefing they want, along with their appropriate background information. This will enable the briefer to tailor the information to the pilot's intended flight. The following paragraphs. Describe the types of briefings available and the information provided in each briefing. Reference AIM, PARA 511, Pre-Flight Preparation, for items that are required. Standard Briefing. You should request a standard briefing anytime you are planning a flight and you have not received a previous briefing or have not received preliminary information through online resources. International data may be inaccurate or incomplete. If you are planning a flight outside of U.S. controlled airspace, the briefer will advise you to check data as soon as practical after entering foreign airspace, unless you advise that you have the International Cautionary Advisory. The briefer will automatically provide the following information in the sequence listed, except as noted, when it is applicable to your proposed flight. Adverse conditions. 
significant meteorological and or aeronautical information that might influence the pilot to alter or cancel the proposed flight, for example, hazardous weather conditions, airport closures, air traffic delays, etc. Pilots should be especially alert for current or forecast weather that could reduce flight minimums below VFR or IFR conditions. Pilots should also be alert for any reported or forecast icing if the aircraft is not certified for operating in icing conditions. Flying into areas of icing or weather below minimums could have disastrous results. VFR flight not recommended. When VFR flight is proposed and sky conditions or visibilities are present or forecast, surface or aloft, that, in the briefer's judgment, would make flight under VFR doubtful, the briefer will describe the conditions, describe the affected locations, and use the phrase VFR flight not recommended. This recommendation is advisory in nature. The final decision as to whether the flight can be conducted safely rests solely with the pilot. Upon receiving a VFR flight not recommended statement, the non-IFR rated pilot will need to make a go or no go. Decision This decision should be based on weighing the current and forecast weather conditions against the pilot's experience and ratings. The aircraft's equipment, capabilities and limitations should also be considered. Note pilots flying into areas of minimal VFR weather could encounter unforecasted lowering conditions that place the aircraft outside the pilot's ratings and experience level. This could result in spatial disorientation and or loss of control of the aircraft. Synopsis A brief statement describing the type, location and movement of weather systems and or air masses which might affect the proposed flight. Note these first three elements of a briefing may be combined in any order when the briefer believes it will help to more clearly describe conditions. Current conditions. Reported weather conditions applicable to the flight will be summarized from all available sources, example, meters slash species, pyreps, rareps. This element will be omitted if the proposed time of departure is beyond two hours, unless the information is specifically requested by the pilot. En route forecast. Forecast on route conditions for the proposed route are summarized in logical order, i.e., departure slash climb out, en route, and descent. Heights are MSL, unless the contractions AGL or CIG are denoted indicating that heights are above ground. Destination forecast. The destination forecast for the planned ETA. Any significant changes within one hour before and after the planned arrival are included. Winds aloft. Forecast winds aloft will be provided using degrees of the compass. The briefer will interpolate wind directions and speeds between levels and stations as necessary to provide expected conditions at planned altitudes. Heights are MSL. Temperature information will be provided on request. Notices to Air Missions, NOTAMs Available NOTAM, D, information pertinent to the proposed flight, including Special Use Airspace, SUA, NOTAMs for Restricted Areas, Aerial Refueling, and Night Vision. Goggles, NVG Note other SUA NOTAMs, D, such as Military Operations Area, MOA, Military Training Route, MTR, and Warning Area NOTAMs, are considered upon request briefing items as indicated in paragraph 7-1-4b10a. Prohibited Areas P40, 
P-49, P-56, and the Special Flight Rules Area, SFRA, for Washington, D.C. FSS briefers do not provide FDC NOTAM information for special instrument approach procedures unless specifically asked. Pilots authorized by the FAA to use special instrument approach procedures must specifically request FDC NOTAM information for these procedures. Note. NOTAM information may be combined with current conditions when the briefer believes it is logical to do so. Airway NOTAMs, procedural NOTAMs, and NOTAMs that are general in nature and not tied to a specific airport-slash-facility, for example, flight advisories and restrictions, open-duration special security instructions, and special flight rules areas, are briefed solely by pilot request. For complete flight information, pilots are urged to review the domestic notices and international notices found in the External Links section of the Federal NOTAM System, FNS, NOTAM Search System and the Chart Supplement U.S in addition to obtaining a briefing. ATC delays. Any known ATC delays and flow control advisories which might affect the proposed flight. Pilots may obtain the following from flight service station briefers upon request. Information on SUA and SUA-related airspace, except those listed in paragraph 7-1-4B8. Note. For the purpose of this paragraph, SUA and related airspace includes the following types of airspace, alert area, military operations area, MOA, warning area, and air traffic control assigned airspace, ATCAA. MTR data includes the following types of airspace, IFR training routes, IR, VFR training routes, VR, and slow training routes, SR. Pilots are encouraged to request updated information from ATC facilities while in flight. A review of airway NOTAMs, procedural NOTAMs, and NOTAMs that are general in nature and not tied to a specific airport-slash-facility, for example, flight advisories and restrictions, open-duration special security instructions, and special flight rules areas, domestic notices and international notices. Domestic notices and international notices are found in the external links section of the Federal NOTAM System, FNS, NOTAM Search System. Approximate density altitude data. Information regarding such items as air traffic services and rules, customs-slash-immigration procedures, ADIS rules, search and rescue, etc. GPS RAIM availability for one hour before to one hour after ETA or a time specified by the pilot. Other assistance as required. Abbreviated briefing. Request an abbreviated briefing when you need information to supplement mass disseminated data, update a previous briefing, or when you need only one or two specific items. Provide the briefer with appropriate background information, the time you received the previous information, and or the specific items needed. You should indicate the source of the information already received so that the briefer can limit the briefing to the information that you have not received, and or appreciable changes in meteorological-slash-aeronautical conditions since your previous briefing. To the extent possible, the briefer will provide the information in the sequence shown for a standard briefing. If you request only one or two specific items, the briefer will advise you if adverse conditions are present or forecast. Adverse conditions contain both meteorological and or aeronautical information. Details on these.
conditions will be provided at your request. International data may be inaccurate or incomplete. If you are planning a flight outside of U.S. controlled airspace, the briefer will advise you to check data as soon as practical after entering foreign airspace, unless you advise that you have the International Cautionary Advisory. Outlook Briefing You should request an Outlook Briefing whenever your proposed time of departure is six or more hours from the time of the briefing. The briefer will provide available forecast data applicable to the proposed flight. This type of briefing is provided for planning purposes only. You should obtain a standard or abbreviated briefing prior to departure in order to obtain such items as adverse conditions, current conditions, updated forecasts, winds aloft and notams, etc. When filing a flight plan only, you will be asked if you require the latest information on adverse conditions pertinent to the route of flight. In-flight briefing You are encouraged to conduct a self-briefing using online resources or obtain your pre-flight briefing by telephone or in person, Alaska only, before departure. In those cases where you need to obtain a pre-flight briefing or an update to a previous briefing by radio, you should contact the nearest FSS to obtain this information. After communications have been established, advise the specialist of the type briefing you require and provide appropriate background information. You will be provided information as specified in the above paragraphs, depending on the type of briefing requested. End route advisories tailored to the phase of flight that begins after climb out and ends with descent to land are provided upon pilot request. Besides flight service, there are other resources available to the pilot in flight, including Automatic Dependent Surveillance Broadcast, ADSB. Free traffic, weather, and flight information are available on ADSB in receivers that can receive data over 978 MHz UAT, broadcasts. These services are available across the nation to aircraft owners. Who equip with ADSB in? with further advances coming from airborne and runway traffic awareness. Even search and rescue operations benefit from accurate ADSB tracking. Flight Information Services Broadcast, FISB. FISB is a free service, but is only available to aircraft that can receive data over 978 MHz, UAT. FASB automatically transmits a wide range of weather products with national and regional focus to all equipped aircraft. Having current weather and aeronautical information in the cockpit helps pilots plan more safe and efficient flight paths, as well as make strategic decisions during flight to avoid potentially hazardous weather. Pilots are encouraged to provide a continuous exchange of information on weather, winds, turbulence, flight visibility, icing, etc between pilots and in-flight specialists. Pilots should report good weather as well as bad and confirm expected conditions as well as unexpected. Remember that weather conditions can change rapidly and that a go or no-go decision, as mentioned in paragraph 7-1-4b2, should be assessed at all phases of flight. Following any briefing, feel free to ask for any information that you or the briefer may have missed or are not understood. This way, the briefer is able to present the information in a logical sequence and lessens the chance of important items being overlooked. In-Flight Aviation Weather Advisories Background 
in-flight aviation weather advisories are forecasts to advise on route aircraft of development of potentially hazardous weather. In-flight aviation weather advisories in the conterminous U.S. are issued by the Aviation Weather Center, AWC, in Kansas City, MO, as well as 20 Center Weather Service Units, CWSU, associated with ARTCCs. AWC also issues advisories for portions of the Gulf of Mexico, Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, which are under the control of ARTCCs with Oceanic Flight Information Regions, FERS. The Weather Forecast Office, WFO, in Honolulu issues advisories for the Hawaiian Islands and a large portion of the Pacific Ocean. In Alaska, the Alaska Aviation Weather Unit, AAWU, issues in-flight aviation weather advisories along with the Anchorage CWSU. All heights are referenced MSL, except in the case of ceilings, CIG, which indicate AGL. There are four types of in-flight aviation weather advisories, the SIGMET, the convective SIGMET, the AIRMET, text or graphical product, and the center weather advisory, CWA. All of these advisories use the same location identifiers, either VORs, airports, or well-known geographic areas, to describe the hazardous weather areas. The Severe Weather Watch Bulletins, WWs, with associated alert messages, AWW, supplements these in-flight aviation weather advisories. SIGMET, WS, slash AIRMET, WA, or GAIRMET, SIGMET, slash AIRMET text, WA. Products are issued corresponding to the area forecast, FA, areas described in Figure 7, 1, 4 and Figure 7, 1, 5. The maximum forecast period is 4 hours for SIGMETs and 6 hours for AIRMETs. The G-AIRMET is issued over the CONUS every 6 hours, valid at 3-hour increments through 12 hours with optional forecasts possible during the first 6 hours. The first six hours of the G-Airmet correspond to the six-hour period of the Airmet. SIGMETs and Airmets are considered widespread because they must be either affecting or be forecasted to affect an area of at least 3,000 square miles at any one time. However, if the total area to be affected during the forecast period is very large, it could be that in actuality only a small portion of this total area would be affected at any one time. SIGMETs slash AIRMET, or GAIRMET, for the conterminous U.S., CONUS, SIGMETs slash AIRMET text products for the CONUS are issued corresponding to the areas in Figure 7, 1, 4. The maximum forecast period for a CONUS SIGMET is 4 hours and 6 hours for CONUS AIRMETs. The GAIRMET is issued over the CONUS every 6 hours, valid at 3-hour increments through 12 hours with optional forecasts possible during the first 6 hours. The first six hours of the G-Airmet correspond to the six-hour period of the Airmet. SIGMETs and Airmets are considered widespread because they must be either affecting or be forecasted to affect an area of at least 3,000 square miles at any one time. However, if the total area to be affected during the forecast period is very large, it could be that in actuality only a small portion of this total area would be affected at any one time. Only SIGMETs for the CONUS are for non-convective weather. The U.S. issues a special category of SIGMETs for convective weather called convective SIGMETs. SIGMETs slash AIRMETs for Alaska Alaska SIGMETs are valid for up to four hours, 
except for volcanic ash cloud cygnets, which are valid for up to six hours. Alaska airmits are valid for up to eight hours. Cygnets slash airmits for Hawaii and U.S. furs in the Gulf of Mexico, Caribbean, Western Atlantic and Eastern and Central Pacific Oceans These cygnets are valid for up to four hours, except cygnets for tropical cyclones and volcanic ash clouds, which are valid for up to six hours. Airmits are issued for the Hawaiian Islands and are valid for up to six hours. No airmits are issued for U.S. Furs in the, the Gulf of Mexico, Caribbean, Western Atlantic, and Pacific Oceans. Sigmit a Sigmit advises of weather that is potentially hazardous to all aircraft. Sigmits are unscheduled products that are valid for four hours. However, Sigmits associated with tropical cyclones and volcanic ash clouds are valid for six hours. Unscheduled updates and corrections are issued as necessary. In the CONUS, Sigmits are issued when the following phenomena occur or are expected to occur. Severe icing not associated with thunderstorms. Severe or extreme turbulence or clear air turbulence, CAT, not associated with thunderstorms. Widespread dust storms or sandstorms lowering surface visibilities to below 3 miles. Volcanic ash. In Alaska and Hawaii, sigmits are also issued for. Tornadoes. Lines of thunderstorms. Embedded thunderstorms. Hail greater than or equal to 3-4 inch in diameter. Sigmits are identified by an alphabetic designator from November through Yankee excluding Sierra and Tango. Sierra, Tango, and Zulu are reserved for Airmet text, WA, products, GRMets do not use the Sierra, Tango, or Zulu designators. The first issuance of a Sigmit will be labeled as UWS, Urgent Weather Sigmit. Subsequent issuances are at the forecaster's discretion. Issuance for the same phenomenon will be sequentially numbered, using the original designator until the phenomenon ends. For example, the first issuance in the Chicago, Chi, FA area for phenomenon moving from the Salt Lake City, SLC, FA area will be Sigmit Papa 3, if the previous two issuances, Papa 1 and Papa 2, had been in the SLC FA area. Note that no two different phenomena across the country can have the same alphabetic designator at the same time. Example example of a Sigmit, Bosser WS0506000 Sigmit Romeo 2 valid until 051000 me NHVT from CRTOYSJTO CON 2 MPV 2 SAR. OCNL SEVTUR BLW 080 EXP due to STG NWLY flow. Cons containing bid. 1000Z. Convective Sigmit, WST. Convective Sigmits are issued in the conterminous US for any of the following. Severe thunderstorm due to. Surface winds greater than or equal to 50 knots. Hail at the surface greater than or equal to 3-4 inches in diameter. Tornadoes. Embedded thunderstorms. A line of thunderstorms. Thunderstorms producing precipitation greater than or equal to heavy precipitation affecting 40% or more of an area at least 3,000 square miles. Any convective sigmet implies severe or greater turbulence, severe icing, and low-level wind shear.
A convective sigmet may be issued for any convective situation that the forecaster feels is hazardous to all categories of aircraft. Convective sigmet bulletins are issued for the Western, W, Central, C, and Eastern, E, United States. Convective sigmets are not issued for Alaska or Hawaii. The areas are separated at 87 and 107 degrees west longitude with sufficient overlap to cover most cases when the phenomenon crosses the boundaries. Bulletins are issued hourly at H plus 55. Special bulletins are issued at any time as required and updated at H plus 55. If no criteria meeting convective sigmet requirements are observed or forecasted, the message convective sigmet. None will be issued for each area at H plus 55. Individual convective sigmets for each area, W, C, E, are numbered sequentially from number 1 each day, beginning at 00Z. A convective sigmet for a continuing phenomenon will be reissued every hour at H plus 55 with a new number. The text of the bulletin consists of either an observation and a forecast or just a forecast. The forecast is valid for up to two hours. Example Convective Sigmet 44C Valid until 1455Z ARTX OK from 40NE ADM 40SA MLC 10WTXK 50WNW LFK 40EN SJT 40NE ADM Area TSMOV from 26025KT TOPS ABV FL 450 Outlook valid 061455-061855 from 60WSWOKC MLC 40N TXK 40WSWIGBVUZ MGM HRV 60SBTR 40NES 60SWSJT 40EN LBB 60WSWOKC WST issuances EXPD. Refer to most recent ACUS 01KWNS from Storm Prediction Center for Synopsis and Meteorological Details SIGMIT outside the CONUS-3 NWS offices have been designated by ICAO as Meteorological Watch Offices, MWOs. These offices are responsible for issuing SIGMITs for designated areas outside the CONUS that include Alaska, Hawaii, portions of the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, and the Gulf of Mexico. The offices which issue international SIGMITs are the AWC in Kansas City, Missouri. The AAWU in Anchorage, Alaska. The WFO in Honolulu, Hawaii. Sigmets for outside the CONUS are issued for six hours for volcanic ash clouds, six hours for tropical cyclones, e.g. hurricanes and tropical storms, and four hours for all other events. Like the CONUS SIGMITs, SIGMITs for outside the CONUS are also identified by an alphabetic designator from Alpha through Mike and are numbered sequentially until that weather phenomenon ends. The criteria for an international SIGMIT are thunderstorms occurring in lines, embedded in clouds, or in large areas producing tornadoes or large hail. Tropical cyclones Severe icing Severe or extreme turbulence Dust storms and sandstorms lowering visibilities to less than 3 miles. Volcanic ash. Example example of SIGMIT outside the U.S. 
WSNT 06KKCI 022014Sega0FKZMAKZNYTJZS Sigmit Foxtrot 3 Valid 02015-03015KKCI Miami Oceanic for New York Oceanic for SAN1 for FRQTSWI Area Bounded by 2711N6807W 2156N6654W, are advisories of significant weather phenomena but describe conditions at intensities lower than those which require the issuance of SIGMITs. AIRMITs are intended for dissemination to all pilots in the pre-flight and en route phase of flight to enhance safety. AIRMIT information is available in two formats, text bulletins, WA, and graphics, GAIRMIT. Both formats meet the criteria of paragraph 7-1-3i and are issued on a scheduled basis every six hours beginning at 0245 UTC. Unscheduled updates and corrections are issued as necessary. Airmits contain details about IFR, extensive mountain obscuration, turbulence, strong surface winds, icing, and freezing levels. There are three airmits, Sierra, Tango, and Zulu. After the first issuance each day, scheduled or unscheduled bulletins are numbered sequentially for easier identification. Airmit Sierra describes IFR conditions and or extensive mountain obscurations. Airmit Tango describes moderate turbulence, sustained surface winds of 30 knots or greater, and or non-convective low-level wind shear. Airmit Zulu describes moderate icing and provides freezing level heights. Example Example of AirMet Sierra issued for the Chicago FA area, KAIS WA131445 AirMet Sierra UPDT2, for IFR and Mountain OBSCN valid until 132100. AirMet IFR, KY from 20 SSWHNN to HMV to 50 EN DYR to 20 SSWHNN SIG BLW 010 slash VIS BLW 3 SMP CPN slash BR slash FG. Cons ENDG by 18Z. Airmet IFR, MNLS from INL to 70 WYQT to 40 EN DLH to 30 WNW DLH to 50 SEGFK to 20 EN GFK to INL SIG BLW 010 slash VIS BLW 3 SMBR cons ENDG 15 18Z. Airmet IFR, KS from 30 NSLN to 60 EICT to 40 SICT to 50 WLBL to 30 SSW Gold to 30 NSLN SIG BLW 010 slash VIS BLW 3 SMP CPN slash BR slash FG. Cons ENDG 15 18Z. Airmet MTN OBSCN. KYTN from HNN to HMV to GQO to LOZ to HNN MTN OBSC by CLDS slash PCPN slash BR cons containing bid 21Z through 03Z. Example example of AirMet Tango issued for the Salt Lake City FA area, 
SLCTWA131445 Airmet Tango UPDT2 for TURB valid until 132100. Airmet TURB, MT from 40 NWHVR to 50 SE Bill to 60 EDLN to 60 SWYQL to 40 NWHVR Mod TURB BLW150. Cons DVLPG 18-21Z. Cons containing bid 21Z through 03Z. Airmet Turb IDMTWY NVUT Co. From 100 SE MLS to 50 SSW BFF to 20 SWBTY to 40 SW BAM to 100 SE MLS Mod Turb BTN FL310 and FL410. Cons containing bid 21Z ENDG 21-00Z. Airmet Turb NVAZNMCA and CSTLWTRS. From 100 WSWENI to 40 WBTY to 40 S LOSS to 30 SATBE to INC to ELP to 50 S TUS to BZA to 20 SMZB to 150 SWPI to 100 WSWENI mod TURB between FL210 and FL380. Cons containing bid 21Z through 03Z. Example Example of Airmet Zulu issued for the San Francisco FA area. SFOS WA131445 Airmet Zulu UPDT2 for ICE and Frelvel valid until 132100. No SGFNT ICE EXP outside of CNVTV Act. FRZLVL, ranging from SFC 105 ACRS area multiple FRZLVL BLW080 bounded by 40 SEYDC 60 North Northwest GEG 60 SW MLP 30 WSW BKE 20 SW BEM 70 W BEM 40 SW YKM 40 E HA 40 SEYDC SFC ALB 20 North Northwest HA 30 SSE. HUS 60 SC 50 NW LKV 60 MOL 30 SW OL 040 ALG 40 W HA 30 W HA 30 North Northwest C 40 NPDX 20 North Northwest DSD 080 ALG 160 NW FOT 80 SW ONP 50 SSW EUG 40 SSE OED 50 SSE CZQ 60 EHF 40 WSW loss. Graphical Airmets, G-I-R-M-E-T-S, found on the Aviation Weather Center webpage at http forward slash forward slash aviationweather.gov forward slash forward slash aviationweather.gov are graphical forecasts of en route weather hazards valid at discrete times no more than three hours apart for a period of up to 12 hours into the future, for example, 0, 0, 0, 003, 06, 09, and 12 hours. Additional forecasts may be inserted during the first six hours, for example, 01, 02, 04, and 05. 00 hour represents the initial conditions, and the subsequent graphics depict the area affected by the particular hazard at that valid time. Forecasts valid at 00 through 6 hours correspond to the text airmet bulletin. Forecasts valid at 06 through 12 hours correspond to the text bulletin outlook. GRMET depicts the following on route aviation weather hazards. Instrument flight rule conditions, ceiling less than 1,000 foot and or surface visibility less than 3 miles. Mountain obscuration. Icing. Freezing level.
Turbulence. Low-level wind shear, LLWS. Strong surface winds. GAIRMETS are snapshots at discrete time intervals as defined above. The text airmet is the result of the production of the GAIRMET but provided in a time smear for a 6 hours valid period. GAIRMETS provide a higher forecast resolution than text airmet products. Since GAIRMETS and text airmets are created from the same forecast production process, there exists perfect consistency between the two. Using the two together will provide clarity of the area impacted by the weather hazard and improve situational awareness and decision-making. Interpolation of time periods between GRMET valid times, users must keep in mind when using the GRMET that if a 00-hour forecast shows no significant weather and a 03-hour forecast shows hazardous weather, they must assume a change is occurring during the period between the two forecasts. It should be taken into consideration that the hazardous weather starts immediately after the 00 hour. Forecast unless there is a defined initiation or ending time for the hazardous weather. The same would apply after the 03 hour forecast. The user should assume the hazardous weather condition is occurring between the snapshots unless informed. Otherwise, for example, if a 00 hour forecast shows no hazard, a 03-hour forecast shows the presence of hazardous weather, and a 06-hour forecast shows no hazard, the user should assume the hazard exists from the 0001 hour to the 0559 hour time period. Example see Figure 7, 1, 6 for an example of the GRMET graphical product. Watch notification messages. The Storm Prediction Center, SPC, in Norman, Oklahoma, Issues watch notification messages to provide an area threat alert for forecast organized severe thunderstorms that may produce tornadoes, large hail, and or convective damaging winds within the CONUS. SPC issues three types of watch notification messages, aviation watch notification messages, public severe thunderstorm watch notification messages, and public tornado watch notification messages. It is important to note the difference between a severe thunderstorm, or tornado, watch and a severe thunderstorm, or tornado, warning. A watch means severe weather is possible during the next few hours, while a warning means that severe weather has been observed, or is expected within the hour. Only the SPC issues severe thunderstorm and tornado watches, while only NWS weather forecasts offices issue severe thunderstorm and tornado warnings. The Aviation Watch Notification Message The Aviation Watch Notification Message product is an approximation of the area of the Public Severe Thunderstorm Watch or Public Tornado Watch. The area may be defined as a rectangle or parallelogram using VO or navigational aids as coordinates. The Aviation Watch Notification Message was formerly known as the Alert Severe Weather Watch Bulletin, AWW. The NWS no longer uses that title or acronym for this product. The NWS uses the acronym SAW for the Aviation Watch Notification Message, but retains AWW in the product header for processing by weather data systems. Example Example of an Aviation Watch Notification Message, 
WWUS 30 KWNS 271559 SAW 2 SPC AWW 271559 WW 568 Tornado AR LAMS 271605Z 280000Z Axis 65 Statute Miles East and West of Line 45 SAHEZ slash Natchez MS slash 50 and Tup slash Tupelo MS slash Aviation Chords 55 NME slash W slash 18 WNW MCB 60 EMEM slash Hail surface and aloft 3 inches Wind gusts are 70 knots Max tops to 550 Mean storm motion vector 26030 Lat Lawn 313691693499899134998762313689483 This is an approximation to the watch area. For a complete depiction of the watch, see WOUS 64 KWNS for WOU2. Public severe thunderstorm watch notification messages describe areas of expected severe thunderstorms. Severe thunderstorm criteria are 1-inch hail or larger and or wind gusts of 50 knots, 58 miles per hour, or greater. A public severe thunderstorm watch notification message contains the area description and axis, the watch expiration time, a description of hail size and thunderstorm wind gusts expected, the definition of the watch, a call to action statement, a list of other valid watches, a brief discussion of meteorological reasoning and technical information for the aviation community. Public tornado watch notification messages describe areas where the threat of tornadoes exists. A public tornado watch notification message contains the area description and axis, watch expiration time, the term damaging tornadoes, a description of the largest hail size and strongest thunderstorm wind gusts expected, the definition of the watch, a call to action statement, a list of other valid watches, a brief discussion of meteorological reasoning and technical information for the aviation community. SPC may enhance a public tornado watch notification message by using the words this is a particularly dangerous situation when there is a likelihood of multiple strong, damage of EF2 or EF3, or violent, damage of EF4 or EF5, tornadoes. Public Severe Thunderstorm and Tornado Watch Notification Messages were formerly known as the Severe Weather Watch Bulletins, WW. The NWS no longer uses that title or acronym for this product, but retains WW in the product header for processing by weather data systems. Example Example of a Public Tornado Watch Notification Message WWUS 20 KWNS 050550SEL2 SPC WW 051750 Urgent Immediate Broadcast Requested Tornado Watch Number 243 NWS Storm Prediction Center Norman, Oklahoma 12.50 AM Central Daylight Time Monday, May 5th 2011 the NWS Storm Prediction Center has issued a asterisk tornado watch for portions of western and central Arkansas southern Missouri far eastern Oklahoma asterisk effective this Monday morning from 12.50 a.m. until 6 o'clock a.m. Central Daylight Time. This is a particularly dangerous situation. 
asterisk primary threats include numerous intense tornadoes, likely numerous significant damaging wind gusts to 80 miles per hour, likely numerous very large hail to 4 inches in diameter, likely the tornado watch area is approximately a long and 100 statute miles east and west of a line from 15 miles west northwest of Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri to 45 miles southwest of Hot Springs, Arkansas. For a complete depiction of the watch see the associated watch outline update, WOUS64KWNSWOU2. Remember, a tornado watch means conditions are favorable for tornadoes and severe thunderstorms in and close to the watch area. Persons in these areas should be on the lookout for threatening weather conditions and listen for later statements and possible warnings. Other watch information. This tornado watch replaces tornado watch number 237. Watch number 237 will not be in effect after 12.50 a.m. Central Daylight Time. Continue, WW239, WW240, WW241, WW242. Discussion, SRN and Squall Line expected to continue EWD where long-slash-hooked hodographs suggest threat for embedded supercells-slash-possible tornadoes. Farther s, more widely scattered supercells with a threat for tornadoes will persist in very strongly deep, sheared-slash-LCL environment in AR. Aviation, tornadoes and a few severe thunderstorms with hail surface and aloft to 4 inches. Extreme turbulence and surface wind gusts to 70 knots. A few cumulonimbi with maximum tops to 500. Mean storm motion vector 26045. Status reports are issued as needed to show progress of storms and to delineate areas no longer under the threat of severe storm activity. Cancellation bulletins are issued when it becomes evident that no severe weather will develop or that storms have subsided and are no longer severe. Center Weather Advisories, CWAs. CWAs are unscheduled in-flight, flow control, air traffic, and air crew advisory. By nature of its short lead time, the CWA is not a flight planning product. It is generally a nowcast for conditions beginning within the next two hours. CWAs will be issued as a supplement to an existing SIGMET, convective SIGMET, or AIRMET. When an in-flight advisory has not been issued but observed or expected weather conditions meet SIGMET-slash-AIRMET criteria based on current pilot reports and reinforced by other sources of information about existing meteorological conditions. When observed or developing weather conditions do not meet SIGMET, convective SIGMET, or AIRMET criteria, example, in terms of intensity or area coverage, but current pilot reports or other weather information sources indicate that existing or anticipated meteorological phenomena will adversely affect the safe flow of air traffic within the ARTCC area of responsibility. The following example is a CWA issued from the Kansas City, Missouri, ARTCC. The 3 after ZKC in the first line denotes this CWA has been issued for the third weather phenomena to occur for the day. The 301 in the second line denotes the phenomena number again, 3, and the issuance number, 01, for this phenomena. The CWA was issued at 2140Z and is valid until 2340Z. 
Example ZKC3 CWA032140 ZKC CWA301 valid until 032340 ISOLD SVRTSTM over KCOU MOV SWWD 10 KTSETC. Categorical Outlooks Categorical Outlook Terms Describing general sealing and visibility conditions for advanced planning purposes are used only in area forecasts and are defined as follows. LIFR, low IFR. Ceiling less than 500 feet and or visibility less than 1 mile. IFR. Ceiling 500 to less than 1,000 feet and or visibility 1 to less than 3 miles. MVFR, marginal VFR. Ceiling 1,000 to 3,000 feet and or visibility 3 to 5 miles inclusive. VFR. Ceiling greater than 3,000 feet and visibility greater than 5 miles, includes sky clear. The cause of LIFR, IFR, or MVFR is indicated by either ceiling or visibility restrictions or both. The contraction CIG and or weather and obstruction to vision symbols are used. If winds or gusts of 25 knots or greater are forecast for the outlook period, the word wind is also included for all categories including VFR. Example LIFR SIGLO IFR due to low ceiling IFR FGIFR due to visibility restricted by fog MVFR SIG HZ FU marginal VFR due to both ceiling and visibility restricted by haze and smoke IFR SIG RA WIND IFR due to both low ceiling and visibility restricted by rain, wind expected to be 25 knots or greater in-flight weather advisory broadcasts. ARTCC's broadcast a convective SIGMET, SIGMET, AIRMET, Urgent Pilot Report, or CWA alert once on all frequencies, except emergency frequencies, when any part of the area described is within 150 miles of the airspace under their jurisdiction. These broadcasts advise pilots of the availability of hazardous weather advisories and to contact the nearest flight service facility for additional details. Example Attention all aircraft, Sigmit Delta 3, from Mighton to Tuba City to Milford, severe turbulence and severe clear icing below 10,000 feet. Expected to continue beyond 0300 Zulu. Attention all aircraft, Convective Sigmit 27 Eastern. From the vicinity of Elmira to Phillipsburg. Scattered embedded thunderstorms moving east at 10 knots. A few intense level 5 cells, maximum tops 450. Attention all aircraft, Kansas City Center Weather Advisory 103. Numerous reports of moderate to severe icing from 8 to 9 or thousand feet in a 3-0 mile radius of St. Louis. Light or negative icing reported from 4,000 to 1-2,000 feet remainder of Kansas City Center area. Note terminal control facilities have the option to limit hazardous weather information broadcast as follows. Tower cab and approach control positions may opt to broadcast hazardous weather information alerts only when any part of the area described is within 50 miles of the airspace under their jurisdiction. Reference FAA Order JO 7110.65, PARA 266, Hazardous In-Flight Weather Advisory. Flight Information Services, FIS, FIS is a method of disseminating meteorological, MET, 
and aeronautical information AI, to displays in the cockpit in order to enhance pilot situational awareness, provide decision support tools, and improve safety. FIS augments traditional pilot voice communication with flight service stations, FSSs, ATC facilities, or Airline Operations Control Centers, AOCCs. FIS is not intended to replace traditional pilot and controller-slash-flight service specialist-slash-aircraft dispatcher pre-flight briefings or in-flight voice communications. FIS, however, can provide textual and graphical information that can help abbreviate and improve the usefulness of such communications. FIS enhances pilot situational awareness and improves safety. Data Link Service Providers, DSPs DSPs deploy and maintain airborne, ground-based, and, in some cases, space-based infrastructure that supports the transmission of AI-slash-MET information over one or more physical links. A DSP may provide a free-of-charge or a for-fee service that permits end-users to uplink and downlink AI-slash-MET and other information. The following are examples of DSPs. FAAFISB A ground-based broadcast service provided through the ADSB Universal Access Transceiver UAT, network. The service provides users with a 978 MHz data link capability when operating within range and line of sight of a transmitting ground station. FISB enables users of properly equipped aircraft to receive and display a suite of broadcast weather and aeronautical information products. Non-FAA FIS Systems Several commercial vendors provide customers with FIS data over both the aeronautical spectrum and on other frequencies using a variety of data link protocols. Services available from these providers vary greatly and may include tier-based subscriptions. Advancements in bandwidth technology permits pre-flight as well as in-flight access to the same MET and AI information available on the ground. Pilots and operators using non-FAA FIS for MET and AI information should be knowledgeable regarding the weather services being provided as some commercial vendors may be repackaging NWS-sourced weather, while other commercial vendors may alter the weather information to produce vendor-tailored or vendor-specific weather reports and forecasts. 3 Data Link Modes There are three data link modes that may be used for transmitting AI and MET information to aircraft. The intended use of the AI and or MET information will determine the most appropriate data link service. Broadcast mode, a one-way interaction in which AI and or MET updates or changes applicable to a designated geographic area are continuously transmitted, or transmitted at repeated periodic intervals, to all aircraft capable of receiving the broadcast within the service volume defined by the system network architecture. Contract slash demand mode, a two-way interaction in which AI and or MET information is transmitted to an aircraft in response to a specific request. Contract-slash-update mode, a two-way interaction that is an extension of the demand mode. Initial AI and or MET reports are sent to an aircraft and subsequent updates or changes to the AI and or MET information that meet the contract criteria are automatically or manually sent to an aircraft. To ensure airman compliance with federal aviation regulations, manufacturers' operating manuals should remind airmen to contact ATC controllers, FSS specialists, operator dispatchers, 
or airline operations control centers for general and mission-critical aviation weather information and or NAS status conditions, such as NOTAMs, special use airspace status, and other government flight information. If FIS products are systemically modified, for example, are displayed as abbreviated plain text and or graphical depictions, the modification process and limitations of the resultant product should be clearly described in the vendor's user guidance. Operational use of FIS Regardless of the type of FIS system being used, several factors must be considered when using FIS. Before using FIS for in-flight operations, pilots and other flight crew members should become familiar with the operation of the FIS system to be used, the airborne equipment to be used, including its system architecture, airborne system components, coverage service volume and other limitations of the particular system, modes of operation and indications of various system failures. Users should also be familiar with the specific content and format of the services available from the FIS providers. Sources of information that may provide this specific guidance include manufacturers' manuals, training programs, and reference guides. FIS should not serve as the sole source of aviation weather and other operational information. ATC, FSSs, and, if applicable, AOCC VHF-HF voice remain as a redundant method of communicating aviation weather, NOTAMs, and other operational information to aircraft in flight. FIS augments these traditional ATC-FSS-AOCC services and, for some products, offers the advantage of being displayed as graphical information. By using FIS for orientation, the usefulness of information received from conventional means may be enhanced. For example, FIS may alert the pilot to specific areas of concern that will more accurately focus requests made to FSS or AOCC for in-flight updates or similar queries made to ATC. The airspace and aeronautical environment is constantly changing. These changes occur quickly and without warning. Critical operational decisions should be based on use of the most current and appropriate data available. When differences exist between FIS and information obtained by voice communication with ATC, FSS, and or AOCC, if applicable, pilots are cautioned to use the most recent data from the most authoritative source. FIS aviation weather products, for example, graphical ground-based radar precipitation depictions, are not appropriate for tactical, typical time frame of less than three minutes. Avoidance of severe weather such as negotiating a path through a weather hazard area. FIS supports strategic, typical time frame of 20 minutes or more, weather decision-making such as route selection to avoid a weather hazard area in its entirety. The misuse of information beyond its applicability may place the pilot and aircraft in jeopardy. In addition, FIS should never be used in lieu of an individual pre-flight weather and flight planning briefing. DSPs offer numerous MET and AI products with information that can be layered on top of each other. Pilots need to be aware that too much information can have a negative effect on their cognitive workload. Pilots need to manage the amount of information to a level that offers the most pertinent information to that specific flight without creating a cockpit distraction. Pilots may need to adjust the amount of information based on numerous factors including but not limited to, the phase of flight, single pilot operation, autopilot availability, 
class of airspace, and the weather conditions encountered. FIS Notum products, including temporary flight restriction, TFR, information, are advisory use information and are intended for situational awareness purposes only. Cockpit displays of this information are not appropriate for tactical navigation. Pilots should stay clear of any geographic area displayed as a TFR notum. Pilots should contact FSSs and or ATC while en route to obtain updated information and to verify the cockpit display of notum information. FIS supports better pilot decision-making by increasing situational awareness. Better decision-making is based on using information from a variety of sources. In addition to FIS, pilots should take advantage of other weather-slash-NAS status sources, including briefings from flight service stations, data from other air traffic control facilities, airline operation control centers, pilot reports, as well as their own observations. FAA's Flight Information Service Broadcast, FISB FSB is a ground-based broadcast service provided through the FAA's Automatic Dependent Surveillance Broadcast, ADSB, Services Universal Access Transceiver, UAT, network. The service provides users with a 978 MHz data link capability when operating within range and line of sight of a transmitting ground station. FISB enables users of properly equipped aircraft to receive and display a suite of broadcast weather and aeronautical information products. TBL712 lists the text and graphical products available through FISB and provided free of charge. Detailed information concerning FISB meteorological products can be found in Advisory Circular 00-45, Aviation Weather Services, and AC00-63, Use of Cockpit Displays of Digital Weather and Aeronautical Information Information on Special Use Airspace, SUA, Temporary Flight Restriction, TFR, and Notice to Air Missions, NOTAM, products can be found in Chapters 3, 4, and 5 of this manual. Users of FASB should familiarize themselves with the operational characteristics and limitations of the system, including system architecture, service environment, product life cycles, modes of operation, and indications of system failure. Note the NOTAM-D and NOTAM-FDC products broadcast via FASB are limited to those issued or effective within the past 30 days. Except for TFRs, NOTAMs older than 30. Days are not provided. The pilot in command is responsible for reviewing all necessary information prior to flight. FISB products are updated and transmitted at specific intervals based primarily on product issuance criteria. Update intervals are defined as the rate at which the product data is available from the source for transmission. Transmission intervals are defined as the amount of time within which a new or updated product transmission must be completed and or the rate or repetition interval at which the product is rebroadcast. Update and transmission intervals for each product are provided in TBL 712. Where applicable, FASB products include a look-ahead range expressed in nautical miles, NM, for three service domains, airport surface, terminal airspace, and en route slash Gulf of Mexico, GOMEX. TBL 713 provides service domain availability and look-ahead ranging for each FASB product. Prior to using this capability, 
Users should familiarize themselves with the operation of FISB Avionics by referencing the applicable user's guides. Guidance concerning the interpretation of information displayed should be obtained from the appropriate avionics manufacturer. FISB malfunctions not attributed to aircraft system failures or covered by active NOTAM should be reported by radio or telephone to the nearest FSS facility or by sending an email to the ADSB help desk at adsbetfaa.gov. Reports should include Condition observed Date and time of observation Altitude and location of observation Type and call sign of the aircraft and Type and software version of avionics system Non-FAA FIAS systems Several commercial vendors also provide customers with FAIS data over both the aeronautical spectrum and on other frequencies using a variety of data link protocols. In some cases, the vendors provide only the communications. System that carries customer messages, such as the aircraft communications addressing and reporting system, a CARS, used by many air carrier and other operators. Operators using non-FAA FAS data for in-flight weather and other operational information should ensure that the products used conform to FAA-NWS standards. Specifically, aviation weather and NAS status information should meet the following criteria. The products should be either FAA-NWS accepted aviation weather reports or products, or based on FAA-NWS accepted aviation weather reports or products. If products are used which do not meet this criteria, they should be so identified. The operator must determine the applicability of such products to their particular flight operations. In the case of a weather product which is the result of the application of a process which alters the form, function, or content of the base FAA-NWS accepted weather products, that process, and any limitations to the application of the resultant product, should be described in the vendor's user guidance material. An example would be a NEXRAD radar composite-slash-mosaic map, which has been modified by changing the scaling resolution. The methodology of assigning reflectivity values to the resultant image components should be described in the vendor's guidance material to ensure that the user can accurately interpret the displayed data. The update interval is the rate at which the product data is available from the source. The transmission interval is the amount of time within which a new or updated product transmission must be completed, 95%, and the rate or repetition interval at which the product is rebroadcast, 95%. The transmission and update intervals for the expanded set of basic meteorological products may be adjusted based on FAA and vendor agreement on the final product formats and performance requirements. Note details concerning the content, format, and symbols of the various data link products provided should be obtained from the specific avionics manufacturer. NOTAM-D and NOTAM-FDC products broadcast via FASB are limited to those issued or effective within the past 30 days. Weather observing programs Manual observations With only a few exceptions, these reports are from airport locations staffed by FAA personnel who manually observe, perform calculations, and enter these observations into the WMSCR communication system. 
The format and coding of these observations are contained in paragraph July 1st, 28, Key to Aviation Routine Weather Report, METER, and Aerodrome Forecasts, TAF. Automated Weather Observing System, AWOS. Automated weather reporting systems are increasingly being installed at airports. These systems consist of various sensors, a processor, a computer-generated voice subsystem, and a transmitter to broadcast local, minute-by-minute weather data directly to the pilot. Note when the barometric pressure exceeds 31.00 inches HG, CAIM, PARA 723, altimeter errors. The AWOS observations will include the prefix auto to indicate that the data are derived from an automated system. Some AWOS locations will be augmented by certified observers who will provide weather and obstruction to vision information in the remarks of the report when the reported visibility is less than 7 miles. These sites, along with the hours of augmentation, are to be published in the chart supplement U.S. Augmentation is identified in the observation as observer weather. The AWOS wind speed, direction and gusts, Temperature, dew point, and altimeter setting are exactly the same as for manual observations. The AWOS will also report density altitude when it exceeds the field elevation by more than 1,000 feet. The reported visibility is derived from a sensor near the touchdown of the primary instrument runway. The visibility sensor output is converted to a visibility value using a 10-minute harmonic average. The reported sky condition slash ceiling is derived from the salometer. Located next to the visibility sensor, the AWOS algorithm integrates the last 30 minutes of salometer data to derive cloud layers and heights. This output may also differ from the observer sky condition in that the AWOS is totally dependent upon the cloud advection over the sensor site. These real-time systems are operationally classified into nine basic levels. AWOS A only reports altimeter setting, note any other information is advisory only. AWOS AV reports altimeter and visibility, note any other information is advisory only. AWOS L usually reports altimeter setting, wind data, temperature, dew point, and density altitude. AWOS 2 provides the information provided by AWOSL plus visibility, and AWOS 3 provides the information provided by AWOS 2 plus cloud-slash-ceiling data. AWOS 3P provides reports the same as the AWOS 3 system, plus a precipitation identification sensor. AWOS 3 points reports the same as the AWOS 3P system, plus thunderstorm-slash-lightning reporting capability. AWOS 3T reports the same as AWOS 3 system and includes a thunderstorm-slash-lightning reporting capability. AWOS 4 reports the same as the AWOS 3 system, plus precipitation occurrence, type and accumulation, freezing rain, thunderstorm, and runway surface sensors. The information is transmitted over a discrete VHF radio frequency or the voice portion of a local NAVAID. AWO's transmissions on a discrete VHF radio frequency are engineered to be receivable to a maximum of 25 nm from the AWOS site and a maximum altitude of 10,000 feet AGL. At many locations, AWO's signals may be received on the surface of the airport, 
but local conditions may limit the maximum AWOS reception distance and or altitude. The system transmits a 20-30 to 30 second weather message updated each minute. Pilots should monitor the designated frequency for the automated weather broadcast. A description of the broadcast is contained in subparagraph C. There is no two-way communication capability. Most. AWO sites also have a dial-up capability so that the minute-by-minute weather messages can be accessed via telephone. AWO's information, system level, frequency, phone number, etc., concerning specific locations is published, as the systems become operational, in the chart supplement US, and where applicable, on published instrument approach procedures. Selected individual systems may be incorporated into nationwide data collection and dissemination networks in the future. AWOS Broadcasts Computer-generated voice is used in AWOS to automate the broadcast of the minute-by-minute weather observations. In addition, some systems are configured to permit the addition of an operator-generated voice message, example, weather remarks following the automated parameters. The phraseology used generally follows that used for other weather broadcasts. Following are explanations and examples of the exceptions. Location and time. The location slash name and the phrase automated weather observation, followed by the time are announced. If the airport's specific location is included in the airport's name, the airport's name is announced. Example Bremerton National Airport Automated Weather Observation. 1456 Zulu, Ravenswood Jackson County Airport Automated Weather Observation, 1456 Zulu. If the airport's specific location is not included in the airport's name, the location is announced followed by the airport's name. Example Salt East E. Marie, Chippewa County International Airport Automated Weather Observation, Sandusky, Cali Field Automated Weather Observation. The word test is added following observation when the system is not in commission status. Example Bremerton National Airport Automated Weather Observation Test, 1456 Zulu. The phrase temporarily inoperative is added when the system is inoperative. Example Bremerton National Airport Automated Weather Observing System Temporarily Inoperative. Visibility. The lowest reportable visibility value in AWOS is less than 1/4. It is announced as visibility less than one quarter. A sensor for determining visibility is not included in some AWOS. In these systems, visibility is not announced. Visibility missing is announced only if the system is configured with a visibility sensor and visibility information is not available. Weather. In the future, some AWOSAs are to be configured to determine the occurrence of precipitation. However, the type and intensity may not always be determined. In these systems, the word precipitation will be announced if precipitation is occurring, but the type and intensity are not determined. Ceiling and sky cover. Ceiling is announced as either ceiling or indefinite ceiling. With the exception of indefinite ceilings, all automated ceiling heights are measured. Example Bremerton National Airport Automated Weather Observation, 1456 Zulu. Ceiling 2000 Overcast, Bremerton National Airport Automated Weather Observation, 1456 Zulu.
indefinite ceiling 200, sky obscured. The word clear is not used in AWOS due to limitations in the height ranges of the sensors. No clouds detected is announced as NO clouds below XXX or, in newer systems as clear below XXX, where XXX is the range limit of the sensor. Example, no clouds below 12000. Clear below 12000. A sensor for determining ceiling and sky cover is not included in some AWOS. In these systems, ceiling and sky cover are not announced. Sky condition missing is announced only if the system is configured with a salometer and the ceiling and sky cover information is not available. Remarks If remarks are included in the observation, the word remarks is announced following the altimeter setting. Automated remarks Density altitude Variable visibility Variable wind direction Manual input remarks Manual input remarks are prefaced with the phrase observer weather. As a general rule, the manual remarks are limited to Type and intensity of precipitation Thunderstorms in direction and Obstructions to vision when the visibility is 3 miles or less Example remarks, density altitude, 2500 visibility variable between 1 and 2 Wind direction variable between 240 and 310, observed weather, thunderstorm moderate rain showers and fog, thunderstorm overhead. If an automated parameter is missing and no manual input for that parameter is available, the parameter is announced as missing. For example, a report with the dew point missing and no manual input available would be announced as follows, example ceiling 1000 overcast, visibility 3, precipitation, Temperature 30, dew point missing, wind calm, altimeter 3001. Remarks are announced in the following order of priority automated remarks, density altitude, variable visibility, variable wind direction, manual input remarks, sky condition, visibility, weather and obstructions to vision, temperature. Dew point, wind, and altimeter setting. Example remarks density altitude, 2500 visibility variable between 1 and 2, wind direction variable between 240 and 310, observer ceiling estimated 2000 broken, observer temperature 2, dew point minus 5. Automated Surface Observing System, ASOS, slash Automated Weather Observing System, AWOS. The ASOS slash AWOS is the primary surface weather observing system of the U.S. See key to decode an ASOS slash AWOS, METER, observation, figure 7, 1, 7 and figure 7, 1, 8. The program to install and operate these systems throughout the U.S. is a joint effort of the NWS, the FAA, and the Department of Defense. ASOS-AWOS is designed to support aviation operations and weather forecast activities. The ASOS-AWOS will provide continuous minute-by-minute -minute observations and perform the basic observing functions necessary to generate an aviation routine weather report, METER, and other aviation weather information. The information may be transmitted over a discrete VHF radio frequency or the voice portion of a local NAVAID. 
ASOS slash AWOS transmissions on a discrete VHF radio frequency are engineered to be receivable to a maximum of 25 nm from the ASOS slash AWOS site and a maximum altitude of 10,000 feet AGL. At many locations, ASOS slash AWOS signals may be received on the surface of the airport, but local. Conditions may limit the maximum reception distance and or altitude. While the automated system and the human may differ in their methods of data collection and interpretation, both produce an observation quite similar in form and content. For the objective elements such as pressure, ambient temperature, dew point temperature, wind, and precipitation accumulation, both the automated system and the observer use a fixed location and time averaging technique. The quantitative differences between the observer and the automated observation of these elements are negligible. For the subjective elements, however, observers use a fixed time, spatial averaging technique to describe the visual elements, sky condition, visibility and present weather, while the automated systems use a fixed location, time averaging technique. Although this is a fundamental change, the manual and automated techniques yield remarkably similar results within the limits of their respective capabilities. System Description The ASOS-AWOS at each airport location consists of four main components. Individual weather sensors. Data collection and processing units. Peripherals and displays. The ASOS-AWOS sensors perform the basic function of data acquisition. They continuously sample and measure the ambient environment, derive raw sensor data and make them available to the collection and processing units. Every ASOS-AWOS will contain the following basic set of sensors. Cloud height indicator, 1 or possibly 3. Visibility sensor, 1 or possibly 3. Precipitation identification sensor. Freezing rain sensor, at select sites. Pressure sensors, two sensors at small airports, three sensors at large airports. Ambient temperature slash dew point temperature sensor. Anemometer, wind direction and speed sensor. Rainfall accumulation sensor. Automated lightning detection and reporting system, ALDARS, excluding Alaska and Pacific Island sites. The ASOS slash AWOS data outlets include those necessary for on-site airport users. National communications networks. Computer-generated voice, available through FAA radio broadcast to pilots and dial-in telephone line. Note wind direction broadcast over FAA radios is in reference to Magnetic North. An ASOS-AWOS report without human intervention will contain only that weather data capable of being reported automatically. The modifier for this meta-report is auto. When an observer augments or backs up an ASOS-AWO site, the auto modifier disappears. There are two types of automated stations, AO1 for automated weather reporting stations without a precipitation discriminator, and AO2 for automated stations with a precipitation discriminator. As appropriate, AO1 and AO2 must appear in remarks. A precipitation discriminator can determine the difference between liquid and frozen-slash-freezing precipitation. Note to decode an ASOS-slash-AWOS report, refer to Figure 7, 1, 7 and Figure 7, 1, 8.
Reference a complete explanation of meta terminology is located in AIM, para July 1st, 28, key to aerodrome forecast, TAF, and aviation routine weather report, METER. TBL 714 contains a comparison of weather observing programs and the elements reported. Service standards. During 1995, a government-slash-industry team worked to comprehensively reassess the requirements for surface observations at the nation's airports. That work resulted in agreement on a set of service standards and the FAA and NWSASO sites to which the standards would apply. The term service standards refers to the level of detail in weather observation. The service standards consist of four different levels of service A, B, C, and D, as described below. Specific observational elements included in each service level are listed in TBL 715. Service level D defines the minimum acceptable level of service. It is a completely automated service in which the ASOS-AWOS observation will constitute the entire observation, i.e., no additional weather information is added by a human observer. This service is referred to as a standalone D-site. Service level C is a service in which the human observer, usually an air traffic controller, augments or adds information to the automated observation. Service level C also includes backup of ASOS-AWOS elements in the event of an ASOS-AWOS malfunction or an unrepresentative ASOS-AWOS report. In backup, the human observer inserts the correct or missing value for the automated ASOS-AWOS elements. This service is provided by air traffic controllers under the Limited Aviation Weather Reporting Station, LAWRS, Process, FSS and NWS observers, and, at selected sites, non-federal observation program observers. Two categories of airports require detail beyond service level C in order to enhance air traffic control efficiency and increase system capacity. Services at these airports are typically provided by contract weather observers, NWS observers, and, at some locations, FSS observers. Service Level B is a service in which weather observations consist of all elements provided under Service Level C, plus augmentation of additional data beyond the capability of the ASOS-AWOS. This category of airports includes smaller hubs or special airports in other ways that have worse than average bad weather operations for thunderstorms and or freezing-slash-frozen precipitation, and or that are remote airports. Service Level A, the highest and most demanding category, includes all the data reported in Service Standard B, plus additional requirements as specified. Service Level A covers major aviation hubs and or high-volume traffic airports with average or worse weather. Weather Radar Services The National Weather Service operates a network of radar sites for detecting coverage, intensity, and movement of precipitation. The network is supplemented by FAA and DOD radar sites in the western sections of the country. Local warning radar sites augment the network by operating on an as-needed basis to support warning and forecast programs. Scheduled radar observations are taken hourly and transmitted in alphanumeric format on weather telecommunications circuits for flight planning purposes. Under certain conditions, Special radar reports are issued in addition to the hourly transmittals. 
Data contained in the reports are also collected by the National Center for Environmental Prediction and used to prepare national radar summary charts for dissemination on facsimile circuits. A clear radar display, no echoes, does not mean that there is no significant weather within the coverage of the radar site. Clouds and fog are not detected by the radar. However, when echoes are present, turbulence can be implied by the intensity of the precipitation and icing is implied by the presence of the precipitation at temperatures at or below zero degrees Celsius. Used in conjunction with other weather products, radar provides invaluable information for weather avoidance and flight planning. All en route flight advisory service facilities and FSSs have equipment to directly access the radar displays from the individual weather radar sites. Specialists at these locations are trained to interpret the display for pilot briefing and in-flight advisory services. The Center Weather Service units located in ARTCCs also have access to weather radar displays and provide support to all air traffic facilities within their center's area. Additional information on weather radar products and services can be found in AC00-45, Aviation Weather Services. Reference PEAT-CG term, Precipitation Radar Weather Descriptions AIM, PARA July 1st, 26, Thunderstorms Chart Supplement US, Charts, NWS Upper Air Observing Stations and Weather Network for the location of specific radar sites ATC In-Flight Weather Avoidance Assistance ATC Radar Weather Display ATC radars are able to display areas of precipitation by sending out a beam of radio energy that is reflected back to the radar antenna when it strikes an object or moisture which may be in the form of raindrops, hail, or snow. The larger the object is, or the more dense its reflective surface, the stronger the return will be presented. Radar weather processors indicate the intensity of reflective returns in terms of decibels, dBz. ATC systems cannot detect the presence or absence of clouds. The ATC systems can often determine the intensity of a precipitation area, but the specific character of that area, snow, rain, hail, virga, etc., cannot be determined. For this reason, ATC refers to all weather areas displayed on ATC radar scopes as precipitation. All ATC facilities using radar weather processors with the ability to determine precipitation intensity will describe the intensity to pilots as light, less than 26 dBZ, moderate, 26 to 40 dBZ, heavy, greater than 40 to 50 dBZ, extreme, greater than 50 dBZ. Note and route ATC radar's weather and radar processor, WARP, does not display light precipitation intensity. ATC facilities that, due to equipment limitations, cannot display the intensity levels of precipitation, will describe the location of the precipitation area by geographic position, or position relative to the aircraft. Since the intensity level is not available, the controller will state intensity unknown. ARTCC facilities normally use a weather and radar processor, WARP, to display a mosaic of data obtained from multiple NEXRAD sites. There is a time delay between actual conditions and those displayed to the controller. For example, the precipitation data on the ARTCC controller's display could be up to six minutes old. When the warp is not available, a second system, 
the narrowband air route surveillance radar, ARSR, can display two distinct levels of precipitation intensity that will be described to pilots as moderate, 30 to 40 dBZ, and heavy TO extreme, 40 dBZ. The warp processor is only used in ARTCC facilities. ATC radar is not able to detect turbulence. Generally, turbulence can be expected to occur as the rate of rainfall or intensity of precipitation increases. Turbulence associated with greater rates of rainfall-slash-precipitation will normally be more severe than any associated with lesser rates of rainfall-slash-precipitation. Turbulence should be expected to occur near convective activity, even in clear air. Thunderstorms are a form of convective activity that imply severe or greater turbulence. Operation within 20 miles of thunderstorms should be approached with great caution, as the severity of turbulence can be markedly greater than the precipitation intensity might indicate. Weather Avoidance Assistance To the extent possible, controllers will issue pertinent information on weather or chaff areas and assist pilots in avoiding such areas when requested. Pilots should respond to a weather advisory by either acknowledging the advisory or by acknowledging the advisory and requesting an alternative course of action as follows. Request to deviate off course by stating a heading or degrees, direction of deviation, and approximate number of miles. In this case, when the requested deviation is approved, navigation is at the pilot's prerogative, but must maintain the altitude assigned and remain within the lateral restrictions issued by ATC. An approval for lateral deviation authorizes the pilot to maneuver left or right within the lateral limits specified in the clearance. Note. It is often necessary for ATC to restrict the amount of lateral deviation, 20 degrees right, up to 15 degrees left, up to 10 degrees left or right of course. The term when able, proceed direct, in an ATC weather deviation clearance, refers to the pilot's ability to remain clear of the weather when returning to course-slash-route. Request a new route to avoid the affected area. Request a change of altitude. Request radar vectors around the affected areas. For obvious reasons of safety, an IFR pilot must not deviate from the course or altitude or flight level without a proper ATC clearance. When weather conditions encountered are so severe that an immediate deviation is determined to be necessary and time will not permit approval by ATC, the pilot's emergency authority may be exercised. When the pilot requests clearance for a route deviation or for an ATC radar vector, the controller must evaluate the air traffic picture in the affected area and coordinate with other controllers if ATC jurisdictional boundaries may be crossed before replying to the request. It should be remembered that the controller's primary function is to provide safe separation between aircraft. Any additional service, such as weather avoidance assistance, can only be provided to the extent that it does not derogate the primary function. It's also worth noting that the separation workload is generally greater than normal when weather disrupts the usual flow of traffic. ATC radar limitations and frequency congestion may also be a factor in limiting the controller's capability to provide additional service. It is very important, therefore, that the request for deviation or radar vector be forwarded to ATC as far in advance as possible.
Delay in submitting it may delay or even preclude ATC approval or require that additional restrictions be placed on the clearance. Insofar as possible the following information should be furnished to ATC when requesting clearance to detour around weather activity. Proposed point where detour will commence. Proposed route and extent of detour, direction and distance. Point where original route will be resumed. Flight conditions, IFR or VFR. Any further deviation that may become necessary as the flight progresses. Advise if the aircraft is equipped with functioning airborne radar. To a large degree, the assistance that might be rendered by ATC will depend upon the weather information available to controllers. Due to the extremely transitory nature of severe weather situations, the controller's weather information may be of only limited value if based on weather observed on radar only. Frequent updates by pilots giving specific information as to the area affected, altitudes, intensity and nature of the severe weather can be of considerable value. Such reports are relayed by radio or phone to other pilots and controllers and also receive widespread teletypewriter dissemination. Obtaining IFR clearance or an ATC radar vector to circumnavigate severe weather can often be accommodated more readily in the en-route areas away from terminals because there is usually less congestion and, therefore, offer greater freedom of action. In terminal areas, the problem is more acute because of traffic density, ATC coordination requirements, complex departure and arrival routes, adjacent airports, etc. As a consequence, controllers are less likely to be able to accommodate all requests for weather detours in a terminal area or be in a position to volunteer such routing to the pilot. Nevertheless, pilots should not hesitate to advise controllers of any observed severe weather and should specifically advise controllers if they desire circumnavigation of observed weather. Runway Visual Range, RVR there are currently two configurations of RVR in the NAS commonly identified as Taskers and New Generation RVR. The Taskers are the existing configuration which uses transmissometer technology. The New Generation RVRs were deployed in November 1994 and use forward scatter technology. The New Generation RVRs are currently being deployed in the NAS to replace the existing Taskers. RVR values are measured by transmissometers mounted on 14-foot towers along the runway. A full RVR system consists of Transmissometer projector and related items Transmissometer receiver, detector, and related items Analog recorder Signal data converter and related items Remote digital or remote display programmer the transmissometer projector and receiver are mounted on towers 250 feet apart. A known intensity of light is emitted from the projector and is measured by the receiver. Any obscuring matter such as rain, snow, dust, fog, haze, or smoke reduces the light intensity arriving at the receiver. The resultant intensity measurement is then converted to an RVR value by the signal data converter. These values are displayed by readout equipment in the associated air traffic facility and updated approximately once every minute for controller issuance to pilots. The signal data converter receives information on the high-intensity runway edge light setting in use, step 3, 4, or 5, 
transmission values from the transmissometer and the sensing of day or night conditions. From the three data sources, the system will compute appropriate RVR values. An RVR transmissometer established on a 250-foot baseline provides digital readouts to a minimum of 600 feet, which are displayed in 200-foot increments to 3,000 feet and in 500-foot increments from 3,000 feet to a maximum value of 6,000 feet. RVR values for Category 3A operations extend down to 700 feet river, however, only 600 and 800 feet are reportable river increments. The 800 RVR reportable value covers a range of 701 feet to 900 feet and is therefore a valid minimum indication of Category 3A operations. Approach categories with the corresponding minimum RVR values. CTBL 716 1,400 feet with special equipment and authorization. 10-minute maximum and minimum RVR values for the designated RVR runway are reported in the body of the aviation weather report when the prevailing visibility is less than 1 mile and or the RVR is 6,000 feet or less. ATCTs report RVR when the prevailing visibility is 1 mile or less and or the RVR is 6,000 feet or less. Details on the requirements for the operational use of RVR are contained in FAA AC 97-1, Runway Visual Range, RVR. Pilots are responsible for compliance with minimums prescribed for their class of operations in the appropriate CFRs and or operations specifications. RVR values are also measured by forward scatter meters mounted on 14-foot frangible fiberglass poles. A full RVR system consists of Forward scatter meter with a transmitter, receiver, and associated items. A runway light intensity monitor, RLIM. An ambient light sensor, ALS. A data processor unit, DPU. Controller display, CD. The forward scatter meter is mounted on a 14-foot frangible pole. Infrared light is emitted from the transmitter and received by the receiver. Any obscuring matter such as rain, snow, dust, fog, haze, or smoke increases the amount of scattered light reaching the receiver. The resulting measurement along with inputs from the runway light intensity monitor and the ambient light sensor are forwarded to the DPU which calculates the proper RVR value. The RVR values are displayed locally and remotely on controller displays. The runway light intensity monitors both the runway edge and centerline light step settings, steps 1 through 5. Centerline light step settings are used for CAT 3B operations. Edge light step settings are used for CAT 1, 2, and 3A operations. New generation RVRs can measure and display RVR values down to the lowest limits of category 3B operations, 150, feet river. RVR values are displayed in 100 feet increments and are reported as follows. 100 feet increments for products below 800 feet. 200 feet increments for products between 800 feet and 3,000 feet. 500 feet increments for products between 3,000 feet and 6,500 feet. 25 meter increments for products below 150 meters. 50 meter increments for products between 150 meters and 800 meters. 
100 meter increments for products between 800 meters and 1,200 meters. 200 meter increments for products between 1,200 meters and 2,000 meters. Reporting of cloud heights. Ceiling, by definition in the CFRs and is used in aviation weather reports and forecasts, is the height above ground, or water, level of the lowest layer of clouds or obscuring phenomenon that is reported as broken, overcast, or obscuration, example, an aerodrome forecast, TAF, which reads BKN 030 refers to height above ground level. An area forecast which reads BKN 030 indicates that the height is above mean sea level. Reference AIM, paragraph July 1, 28, key to aerodrome forecast, TAF, and aviation routine weather report, METER, defines broken, overcast, and obscuration. Pilots usually report height values above MSL, since they determine heights by the altimeter. This is taken in account when disseminating and otherwise applying information received from pilots. Ceiling heights are always above ground level. In reports disseminated as PIREPS, height references are given the same as received from pilots, that is, above MSL. In area forecasts or in-flight advisories, ceilings are denoted by the contraction CIG when used with sky cover symbols as in LWRG2 SIG OVC005, or the contraction AGL after, the forecast cloud height value. When the cloud base is given in height above MSL, it is so indicated by the contraction MSL or ASL following the height value. The heights of clouds tops, freezing level icing, and turbulence are always given in heights above ASL or MSL. Reporting prevailing visibility. Surface, horizontal, visibility is reported in meta reports in terms of statute miles and increments thereof, example, 1 16, 1 8, 3 16, 1 4, 5 16, 3 8, 1 2, 5 8, 3 4, 7 8, 1, 1 1 8, etc. Visibility reported by an unaugmented automated site is reported differently than in a manual report i.e., ASOS AWOS, 0, 1 16, 1 8, 1 4, 1 2, 3 4, 1, 1 1 4, 1 1 2, 1 3 4, 2, 2 1 2, 3, 4, 5, etc., AWOS, M1 4, 1 4, 1 2, 3 4, 1, 1 1 4, 1 1 2, 1 3 4, 2, 2 1 2, 3, 4, 5, etc. Visibility is determined through the ability to see and identify preselected and prominent objects at a known distance from the usual point of observation. Visibilities which are determined to be less than 7 miles identify the obscuring atmospheric condition, example the fog, haze, smoke, etc., or combinations thereof. Prevailing visibility is the greatest visibility equaled or exceeded throughout at least one half of the horizon circle, not necessarily contiguous. Segments of the horizon circle which may have significantly different visibility may be reported in the remarks section of the weather report, i.e., the southeastern quadrant of the horizon circle may be determined to be 2 miles in mist while the remaining quadrants are determined to be 3 miles in mist.
when the prevailing visibility at the usual point of observation, or at the tower level, is less than 4 miles, certificated tower personnel will take visibility observations in addition to those taken at the usual point of observation. The lower of these two values will be used as the prevailing visibility for aircraft operations. Estimating intensity of rain and ice pellets. Rain. Light. From scattered drops that, regardless of duration, do not completely wet an exposed surface up to a condition where individual drops are easily seen. Moderate. Individual drops are not clearly identifiable. Spray is observable just above pavements and other hard surfaces. Heavy. Rain seemingly falls in sheets. Individual drops are not identifiable. Heavy spray to height of several inches is observed over hard surfaces. Ice pellets. Light. Scattered pellets that do not completely cover an exposed surface regardless of duration. Visibility is not affected. Moderate. Slow accumulation on ground. Visibility reduced by ice pellets to less than 7 statute miles. Heavy. Rapid accumulation on ground. Visibility reduced by ice pellets to less than 3 statute miles. Estimating intensity of snow or drizzle, based on visibility. Light. Visibility more than 1-2 statute mile. Moderate. Visibility from more than 1-4 statute mile to 1-2 statute mile. Heavy. Visibility 1-4 statute mile or less. Pilot weather reports, PIREPS. FAA air traffic facilities are required to solicit PIREPS when the following conditions are reported or forecast, ceilings at or below 5,000 feet, visibility at or below 5 miles, surface or aloft, thunderstorms and related phenomena, icing of light degree or greater, turbulence of moderate degree or greater, wind shear and reported or forecast volcanic ash clouds. Pilots are urged to cooperate and promptly volunteer reports of these conditions and other atmospheric data such as cloud bases, tops and layers, flight visibility, precipitation, visibility restrictions such as haze, smoke and dust, wind at altitude, and temperature aloft. PIREPs should be given to the ground facility with which communications are established, i.e., FSS, ARTCC, or Terminal ATC. One of the primary duties of the in-flight position is to serve as a collection point for the exchange of PIREPs with en-route aircraft. If pilots are not able to make PIREPs by radio, reporting upon landing of the in-flight conditions encountered to the nearest FSS or weather forecast office will be helpful. Some of the uses made of the reports are The ATCT uses the reports to expedite the flow of air traffic in the vicinity of the field and for hazardous weather avoidance procedures. The FSS uses the reports to brief other pilots, to provide in-flight advisories, and weather avoidance information to en-route aircraft. The ARTCC uses the reports to expedite the flow of en-route traffic, to determine most favorable altitudes, and to issue hazardous weather information within the center's area. The NWS uses the reports to verify or amend conditions contained in aviation forecast and advisories. In some cases, pilot reports of hazardous conditions are the triggering mechanism for the issuance of advisories.
They also use the reports for pilot weather briefings. The NWS, other government organizations, the military, and private industry groups use PIREPs for research activities in the study of meteorological phenomena. All air traffic facilities and the NWS forward the reports received from pilots into the weather distribution system to assure the information is made available to all pilots and other interested parties. The FAA, NWS, and other organizations that enter PIREPs into the weather reporting system use the format listed in TBL 717. Items 1 through 6 are included in all transmitted PIREPs along with one or more of items 7 through 13. Although the PIREP should be as complete and concise as possible, pilots should not be overly concerned with strict format or phraseology. The important thing is that the information is relayed so other pilots may benefit from your observation. If a portion of the report needs clarification, the ground station will request the information. Completed PIREPs will be transmitted to weather circuits as in the following examples. Example KCMH UA slash OV823010 slash TM1516 slash FL085 slash TPB20 slash SKBKN065 slash WXFV03SM Hertz Fu slash TA20 slash TB Light. Note 10 miles southwest of Appleton Viewer, time 1516 UTC, altitude 8500, aircraft type B200. Basis of the broken cloud layer is 6,500, flight visibility 3 miles with haze and smoke, air temperature 20 degrees Celsius, light turbulence. Example KCRWUV slash OVKBKW360015 KCRW slash TM1815 slash FL120 forward slash forward slash TPB99 slash SKIMC slash WXRA slash TA M08 slash WV290030 slash TBLGTMDT slash IC Light Rhyme. Slash RM MDT MXD ICG DURC KROA NWBND FL 080-11750Z Note From 15 miles north of Beckley Viewer to Charleston Viewer, time 1815 UTC, altitude 12,000 feet, type aircraft, B99, in clouds, rain, temperature minus 8 Celsius, wind 290 degrees magnetic at 30 knots, Light to moderate turbulence, light rhyme icing during climb northwestbound from Roanoke, Virginia, between 8,000 and 10,000 feet at 1750 UTC. For more detailed information on PIREPs, users can refer to the current version of AC 00-45, Aviation Weather Services. PIREPs relating to airframe icing. The effects of ice on aircraft are cumulative thrust is reduced, drag increases, lift lessens, and weight increases. The results are an increase in stall speed and a deterioration of aircraft performance. In extreme cases, 2 to 3 inches of ice can form on the leading edge of the airfoil in less than 5 minutes. It takes but 1-2 inch of ice to reduce the lifting power of some aircraft by 50% and increases the frictional drag by an equal percentage. A pilot can expect icing when flying invisible precipitation, such as rain or cloud droplets, and the temperature is between plus 0.2 and minus 10 degrees Celsius. 
When icing is detected, a pilot should do one of two things, particularly if the aircraft is not equipped with de-icing equipment, get out of the area of precipitation, or go to an altitude where the temperature is above freezing. This warmer altitude may not always be a lower altitude. Proper pre-flight action includes obtaining information on the freezing level and the above freezing levels in precipitation areas. Report icing to ATC, and if operating IFR, request new routing or altitude if icing will be a hazard. Be sure to give the type of aircraft to ATC when reporting icing. The following describes how to report icing conditions. Trace. Ice becomes noticeable. The rate of accumulation is slightly greater than the rate of sublimation. A representative accretion rate for reference purposes is less than a quarter inch 6 millimeters per hour on the outer wing. The pilot should consider exiting the icing conditions before they become worse. Light. The rate of ice accumulation requires occasional cycling of manual de-icing systems to minimize ice accretions on the airframe. A representative accretion rate for reference purposes is a quarter inch to one inch, 0.6 to 2.5 centimeters, per hour on the unprotected part of the outer wing. The pilot should consider exiting the icing condition. Moderate. The rate of ice accumulation requires frequent cycling of manual de-icing systems to minimize ice accretions on the airframe. A representative accretion rate for reference purposes is one to three inches, 2.5 to 7.5 centimeters per hour on the unprotected part of the outer wing. The pilot should consider exiting the icing condition as soon as possible. Severe. The rate of ice accumulation is such that ice protection systems fail to remove the accumulation of ice and ice accumulates in locations not normally prone to icing, such as areas aft of protected surfaces and any other areas identified by the manufacturer. A representative accretion rate for reference purposes is more than 3 inches, 7.5 centimeters, per hour on the unprotected part of the outer wing. By regulation, immediate exit is required. Note severe icing is aircraft dependent, as are the other categories of icing intensity. Severe icing may occur at any ice accumulation rate when the icing rate or ice accumulations exceed the tolerance of the aircraft. Example pilot report, give aircraft identification, location, time, UTC, intensity of type, altitude slash FL, aircraft type, indicated airspeed, IAS, and outside air temperature, OAT. Note. Rime ice. Rough, milky, opaque ice formed by the instantaneous freezing of small supercooled water droplets. Clear ice. A glossy, clear, or translucent ice formed by the relatively slow freezing of large supercooled water droplets. The OAT should be requested by the FSS or ATC if not included in the PIREP. Definitions of in-flight icing terms see TBL 718, icing types, and TBL 719, icing conditions. PIREPs relating to turbulence when encountering turbulence, Pilots are urgently requested to report such conditions to ATC as soon as practicable. PIREPs relating to turbulence should state aircraft location. Time of occurrence in UTC. Turbulence intensity. Whether the turbulence occurred in or near clouds. 
aircraft altitude or flight level. Type of aircraft. Duration of turbulence. Example over Omaha, 1232Z, moderate turbulence in clouds at flight level 310, Boeing 707. From 50 miles south of Albuquerque to 30 miles north of Phoenix, 1250Z, occasional moderate chop at flight level 330, DC-8. Duration and classification of intensity should be made using TBL July 1st, 10. Wind shear pyreps because unexpected changes in wind speed and direction can be hazardous to aircraft operations at low altitudes on approach to and departing from airports. Pilots are urged to promptly volunteer reports to controllers of wind shear conditions they encounter. An advance warning of this information will assist other pilots in avoiding or coping with a wind shear on approach or departure. When describing conditions, use of the terms negative or positive wind shear should be avoided. Pyreps of negative wind shear on final, intended to describe loss of airspeed and lift, have been interpreted to mean that no wind shear was encountered. The recommended method for wind shear reporting is to state the loss or gain of airspeed and the altitudes at which it was encountered. Example Denver Tower, Cessna 1234 encountered wind shear, loss of 20 knots at 400. Tulsa Tower, American 721 encountered wind shear on final, gained 25 knots between 600 and 400 feet followed by loss of 40 knots between 400 feet and surface. Pilots who are not able to report wind shear in these specific terms are encouraged to make reports in terms of the effect upon their aircraft. Example Miami Tower, Gulfstream 403 Charlie encountered an abrupt wind shear at 800 feet on final, max thrust required. Pilots using inertial navigation systems, INS, should report the wind and altitude both above and below the shear level. Wind shear escape. Pilots should report to ATC when they are performing a wind shear escape maneuver. This report should be made as soon as practicable, but not until aircraft safety and control is assured, which may not be satisfied until the aircraft is clear of the wind shear or microburst. ATC should provide safety alerts and traffic advisories, as appropriate. Example Denver Tower, United 1154, Wind Shear Escape once the pilot initiates a wind shear escape maneuver, ATC is not responsible for providing approved separation between the aircraft and any other aircraft, airspace, terrain, or obstacle until the pilot reports that the escape procedure is complete and approved separation has been re-established. Pilots should advise ATC that they are resuming the previously assigned clearance or should request an alternate clearance. Example Denver Tower, United LL54, wind shear escape complete, resuming last assigned heading slash, name, DP slash clearance. Or Denver Tower, United LL54, wind shear escape complete, request further instructions. Clear air turbulence, CAT, Pyreps. CAT has become a very serious operational factor to flight operations at all levels and especially to jet traffic flying in excess of 15,000 feet. The best available information on this phenomenon must come from pilots via the PIREP reporting procedures. All pilots encountering CAT conditions are urgently requested to report time, location, and intensity, light, moderate, severe, 
or extreme of the element to the FAA facility with which they are maintaining radio contact. If time and conditions permit, elements should be reported according to the standards for other PIREPs and position reports. Reference AIM, PARA July 1st, 21, PIREPs relating to turbulence. Microbursts. Relatively recent meteorological studies have confirmed the existence of microburst phenomenon. Microbursts are small-scale intense downdrafts which, on reaching the surface, spread outward in all directions from the downdraft center. This causes the presence of both vertical and horizontal wind shears that can be extremely hazardous to all types and categories of aircraft, especially at low altitudes. Due to their small size, short lifespan, and the fact that they can occur over areas without surface precipitation, microbursts are not easily detectable using conventional weather radar or wind shear alert systems. Parent clouds producing microburst activity can be any of the low or middle layer convective cloud types. Note, however, that microbursts commonly occur within the heavy rain portion of thunderstorms, and in much weaker, benign-appearing convective cells that have little or no precipitation reaching the ground. The life cycle of a microburst as it descends in a convective rain shaft is seen in FIG July 1st, 12. An important consideration for pilots is the fact that the microburst intensifies for about 5 minutes after it strikes the ground. Characteristics of microbursts include Size the microburst downdraft is typically less than 1 mile in diameter as it descends from the cloud base to about 1,000 to 3,000 feet above the ground. In the transition zone near the ground, the downdraft changes to a horizontal outflow that can extend to approximately 2-1-2 miles in diameter. Intensity The downdrafts can be as strong as 6,000 feet per minute. Horizontal winds near the surface can be as strong as 45 knots resulting in a 90-knot shear, headwind-to-tailwind change for a traversing aircraft, across the microburst. These strong horizontal winds occur within a few hundred feet of the ground. Visual Signs Microbursts can be found almost anywhere that there is convective activity. They may be embedded in heavy rain associated with a thunderstorm or in light rain in benign-appearing virga. When there is little or no precipitation at the surface accompanying the microburst, a ring of blowing dust may be the only visual clue of its existence. Duration An individual microburst will seldom last longer than 15 minutes from the time it strikes the ground until dissipation. The horizontal winds continue to increase during the first 5 minutes with the maximum intensity winds lasting approximately 2 to 4 minutes. Sometimes microbursts are concentrated into a line structure, and under these conditions, activity may continue for as long as an hour. Once microburst activity starts, multiple microbursts in the same general area are not uncommon and should be expected. Microburst wind shear may create a severe hazard for aircraft within 1,000 feet of the ground, particularly during the approach to landing and landing and takeoff phases. The impact of a microburst on aircraft which have the unfortunate experience of penetrating one is characterized in Figure 7, 1, 13. The aircraft may encounter a headwind, performance increasing, followed by a downdraft and tailwind, both performance decreasing, possibly resulting in terrain impact. Detection of microbursts, wind shear, and gust fronts. 
FAA's Integrated Wind Shear Detection Plan. The FAA currently employs an integrated plan for wind shear detection that will significantly improve both the safety and capacity of the majority of the airports currently served by the air carriers. This plan integrates several programs, such as the Integrated Terminal Weather System, ITWS, Terminal Doppler Weather Radar, TDWR, Weather Systems Processor, WSP, and Low-Level Wind Shear Alert Systems, LLWAS, into a single strategic concept that significantly improves the aviation weather information in the terminal area. See Figure 7, 1, 14. The wind shear slash microburst information and warnings are displayed on the ribbon display terminals, RBDT, located in the tower cabs. They are identical and standardized in the LLWAS, TDWR, and WSP systems, and so designed that the controller does not need to interpret the data, but simply read the displayed information to the pilot. The RBDTs are constantly monitored by the controller to ensure the rapid and timely dissemination of any hazardous events to the pilot. The early detection of a wind shear slash microburst event and the subsequent warnings issued to an aircraft on approach or departure will alert the pilot slash crew to the potential of, and to be prepared for, a situation that could become very dangerous. Without these warnings, the aircraft may not be able to climb out of, or safely transition, the event, resulting in a catastrophe. The air carriers, working with the FAA, have developed specialized training programs using their simulators to train and prepare their pilots on the demanding aircraft procedures required to escape these very dangerous wind shear and or microburst encounters. Low-Level Wind Shear Alert System, LLWAS the LLWAS provides wind data and software processes to detect the presence of hazardous wind shear and microbursts in the vicinity of an airport. Wind sensors, mounted on poles sometimes as high as 150 feet, are, ideally, located 2,000 to 3,500 feet, but not more than 5,000 feet, from the centerline of the runway. See Figure 7, 1, 15. LOAS was fielded in 1988 at 110 airports across the nation. Many of these systems have been replaced by new TDWR and WSP technology. While all legacy LLWAS systems will eventually be phased out, 39 airports will be upgraded to LLWASNE network expansion system. The new LLWASNE systems not only provide the controller with wind shear warnings and alerts, including wind shear slash microburst detection at the airport wind sensor location, but also provide the location of the hazards relative to the airport runways. It also has the flexibility and capability to grow with the airport as new runways are built. As many as 32 sensors, strategically. Located around the airport and in relationship to its runway configuration, can be accommodated by the LLWASNE network. Terminal Doppler Weather Radar, TDWR TDWRs have been deployed at 45 locations across the U.S. Optimum locations for TDWRs are 8 to 12 miles off of the airport proper and designed to look at the airspace around and over the airport to detect microbursts, gust fronts, wind shifts, and precipitation intensities. 
TDWR products advise the controller of wind shear and microburst events impacting all runways and the areas 1-2 mile on either side of the extended centerline of the runways out to 3 miles on final approach and 2 miles out on departure. Figure 7, 1, 16 is a theoretical view of the warning boxes, including the runway, that the software uses in determining the locations of wind shear or microbursts. These warnings are displayed, as depicted in the examples in subparagraph 5, on the RBDT. It is very important to understand what TDWR does not do. It does not warn of wind shear outside of the alert boxes, on the arrival and departure ends of the runways. It does not detect wind shear that is not a microburst or a gust front. It does not detect gusty or crosswind conditions, and it does not detect turbulence. However, research and development is continuing on these systems. Future improvements may include such areas as storm motion, movement, improved gust front detection, storm growth and decay, microburst prediction, and turbulence detection. TDWR also provides a Geographical Situation Display, GSD, for supervisors and traffic management specialists for planning purposes. The GSD displays, in color, six levels of weather, precipitation, gust fronts and predicted storm movements. This data is used by the tower supervisors, traffic management specialists and controllers to plan for runway changes and arrival-slash-departure route changes in order to both reduce aircraft delays and increase airport capacity. Weather Systems Processor, WSP The WSP provides the controller, supervisor, traffic management specialist, and ultimately the pilot, with the same products as the Terminal Doppler Weather Radar, TDWR, at a fraction of the cost of a TDWR. This is accomplished by utilizing new technologies to access the weather channel capabilities of the existing ASR-9 radar located on or near the airport, thus eliminating the requirements for a separate radar location, land acquisition, support facilities, and the associated communication landlines and expenses. The WSP utilizes the same RBDT display as the TDWR and LLWAS, and, just like TDWR, also has a GSD for planning purposes by supervisors, traffic management specialists and controllers. The WSP GSD emulates the TDWR display, i.e., it also depicts six levels of precipitation, gust fronts and predicted storm movement, and like the TDWR GSD, is used to plan for runway changes and arrival-slash-departure route changes in order to reduce aircraft delays and to increase airport capacity. This system is installed at 34 airports across the nation, substantially increasing the safety of flying. Operational Aspects of LLWAS, TDWR, and WSP To demonstrate how this data is used by both the controller and the pilot, three ribbon display examples and their explanations are presented. Microburst Alerts Example This is what the controller sees on his, her ribbon display in the tower cab. Note, see figure 7, 1, 17 to see how the TDWR slash WSP determines the microburst location. This is what the controller will say when issuing the alert. Phraseology runway 27 arrival, microburst alert, 35 kt loss 2 mile final, threshold wind 250 at 20.
In plain language, the controller is telling the pilot that on approach to runway 27, there is a microburst alert on the approach lane to the runway, and to anticipate or expect a 35-knot loss of airspeed at approximately 2 miles out on final approach, where it will first encounter the phenomena. With that information, the aircrew is forewarned and should be prepared to apply wind shear slash microburst escape procedures should they decide to continue the approach. Additionally, the surface winds at the airport for landing runway 27 are reported as 250 degrees at 20 knots. Note threshold wind is at pilot's request or is deemed appropriate by the controller. Reference FAA Order JO 7110.65, PARA 3-1-8B2, A, Air Traffic Control, Low-Level Wind Shear Slash Microburst Advisories. Wind Shear Alerts. Example This is what the controller sees on his, her ribbon display in the tower cab. Note, see Figure 7, 1, 18 to see how the TDWR Slash WSP determines the wind shear location. This is what the controller will say when issuing the alert. Phraseology Runway 27 Arrival, Wind Shear Alert, 20 KT Loss 3 Mile Final, Threshold Wind 200 at 15. In plain language, the controller is advising the aircraft arriving on runway 27 that at about 3 miles out they can expect to encounter a wind shear condition that will decrease their airspeed by 20 knots and possibly encounter turbulence. Additionally, the airport surface winds for landing runway 27 are reported as 200 degrees at 15 knots. Note threshold wind is at pilot's request or is deemed appropriate by the controller. Reference FAA Order JO 7110.65, Air Traffic Control, Low-Level Wind Shear Slash Microburst Advisories, Paragraph 3-1-8B2A. Multiple Wind Shear Alerts. Example This is what the controller sees on his, her ribbon display in the tower cab. Note, see Figure 7, 1, 19 to see how the TDWR slash WSP determines the gust front slash wind shear. Location. This is what the controller will say when issuing the alert. Phraseology Multiple Wind Shear Alerts. Runway 27 Arrival, Wind Shear Alert. 20 kt gain on runway, runway 27 departure, wind shear alert, 20 kt gain on runway, wind 250 at 20. Example In this example, the controller is advising arriving and departing aircraft that they could encounter a wind shear condition right on the runway due to a gust front, significant change of wind direction, with the possibility of a 20 knot gain in airspeed associated with the gust front. Additionally, the airport surface winds, for the runway in use, are reported as 250 degrees at 20 knots. Reference FAA Order 7110.65, Air Traffic Control, Low-Level Wind Shear Slash Microburst Advisories, Paragraph 3-1-8B2-D. The Terminal Weather Information for Pilot System, TWIP. With the increase in the quantity and quality of terminal weather information available through TDWR, the next step is to provide this information directly to pilots rather than relying on voice communications from ATC. 
The National Airspace System has long been in need of a means of delivering terminal weather information to the cockpit more efficiently in terms of both speed and accuracy to enhance pilot awareness of weather hazards and reduce air traffic controller workload. With the TWIP capability, terminal weather information, both alphanumerically and graphically, is now available directly to the cockpit at 43 airports in the USNAS. See Figure 7, 1, 20. TWIP products are generated using weather data from the TDWR or the Integrated Terminal Weather System, ITWS. These products can then be accessed by pilots using the Aircraft Communications Addressing and Reporting System, ACARS, data link services. Airline dispatchers can also access this database and send messages to specific aircraft whenever wind shear activity begins or ends at an airport. TWIP products include descriptions and character graphics of microburst alerts, wind shear alerts, significant precipitation, convective activity within 30 nm surrounding the terminal area, and expected weather that will impact airport operations. During inclement weather, i.e., whenever a predetermined level of precipitation or wind shear is detected within 15 miles of the terminal area, TWIP products are updated once each minute for text messages and once every five minutes for character graphic messages. During good weather, below the predetermined precipitation or wind shear parameters, each message is updated every 10 minutes. These products are intended to improve the situational awareness of the pilot-slash-flight crew and to aid in flight planning prior to arriving or departing the terminal area. It is important to understand that, in the context of TWIP, the predetermined levels for inclement versus good weather has nothing to do with the criteria for VFR-slash-MVFR-slash-IFR-slash-LIFR, it only deals with precipitation, wind shears, and microbursts. Pyreps relating to volcanic ash activity. Volcanic eruptions which send ash into the upper atmosphere occur somewhere around the world several times each year. Flying into a volcanic ash cloud can be extremely dangerous. At least two B-747s have lost all power in all four engines after such an encounter. Regardless of the type aircraft, some damage is almost certain to ensue after an encounter with a volcanic ash cloud. Additionally, studies have shown that volcanic eruptions are the only significant source of large quantities of sulfur dioxide, SO2, gas at jet cruising altitudes. Therefore, the detection and subsequent reporting of SO2 is of significant importance. Although SO2 is colorless, its presence in the atmosphere should be suspected when a sulfur-like or rotten egg odor is present throughout the cabin. While some volcanoes in the U.S. are monitored, many in remote areas are not. These unmonitored volcanoes may erupt without prior warning to the aviation community. A pilot observing a volcanic eruption who has not had previous notification of it may be the only witness to the eruption. Pilots are strongly encouraged to transmit a PIREP regarding volcanic eruptions and any observed volcanic ash clouds or detection of sulfur dioxide, SO2, gas associated with volcanic activity. Pilots should submit PIREPs regarding volcanic activity using the Volcanic Activity Reporting, VAR, form as illustrated in Appendix 2. If a VAR form is not immediately available, relay enough information to identify the position and type of volcanic activity. 
Pilots should verbally transmit the data required in items 1 through 8 of the VAR as soon as possible. The data required in items 9 through 16 of the VAR should be relayed after landing if possible. Thunderstorms Turbulence, hail, rain, snow, lightning, sustained updrafts and downdrafts, icing conditions all are present in thunderstorms. While there is some evidence that Maximum turbulence exists at the middle level of a thunderstorm. Recent studies show little variation of turbulence intensity with altitude. There is no useful correlation between the external visual appearance of thunderstorms and the severity or amount of turbulence or hail within them. The visible thunderstorm cloud is only a portion of a turbulent system whose updrafts and downdrafts often extend far beyond the visible storm cloud. Severe turbulence can be expected up to 20 miles from severe thunderstorms. This distance decreases to about 10 miles in less severe storms. Weather radar, airborne or ground-based, will normally reflect the areas of moderate to heavy precipitation. Radar does not detect turbulence. The frequency and severity of turbulence generally increases with the radar reflectivity, which is closely associated with the areas of highest liquid water content of the storm. No flight path through an area of strong or very strong radar echoes separated by 20 to 30 miles or less may be considered free of severe turbulence. Turbulence beneath a thunderstorm should not be minimized. This is especially true when the relative humidity is low in any layer between the surface and 15,000 feet. Then the lower altitudes may be characterized by strong outflowing winds and severe turbulence. The probability of lightning strikes occurring to aircraft is greatest when operating at altitudes where temperatures are between minus 5 degrees Celsius and plus 5 degrees Celsius. Lightning can strike aircraft flying in the clear in the vicinity of a thunderstorm. Meta reports do not include a descriptor for severe thunderstorms. However, by understanding severe thunderstorm criteria, i.e., 50 knot winds or 3-4-inch hail, the information is available in the report to know that one is occurring. Current weather radar systems are able to objectively determine precipitation intensity. These precipitation intensity areas are described as light, moderate, heavy, and extreme. Reference pilot slash controller glossary precipitation radar weather descriptions. Example. Alert provided by an ATC facility to an aircraft, aircraft identification, extreme precipitation between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, 1-5 miles. Precipitation area is 2-5 miles in diameter. Alert provided by an FSS, aircraft identification, extreme precipitation 2-0 miles west of Atlanta VOR, 2-5 miles wide, moving east at 2-0 knots, tops flight level 3-9 or 0. Aeronautical Information Manual Chapter 7, Section 1, Safety of Flight, Meteorology National Weather Service Aviation Weather Service Program Weather Service to Aviation is a joint effort of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, the National Weather Service, NWS, the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, Department of Defense, and various private sector aviation weather service providers. Requirements for all aviation weather products originate from the FAA, which is the Meteorological Authority for the U.S.
NWS meteorologists are assigned to all Air Route Traffic Control Centers, ARTCC, as part of the Center Weather Service Units, CWSU, as well as the Air Traffic Control System Command Center, ATCSCC. These meteorologists provide specialized briefings as well as tailored forecasts to support the needs of the FAA and other users of the NAS. Aviation Products The NWS maintains an extensive surface, upper air, and radar weather observing program, and a nationwide aviation weather forecasting service. Airport Observations, Meter and Spissy supported by the NWS are provided by automated observing systems. Terminal Aerodrome Forecasts, TAF, are prepared by 123 NWS Weather Forecast Offices, WFOs, for over 700 airports. These forecasts are valid for 24 or 30 hours and amended as required. In-flight aviation advisories, for example, significant meteorological information, SIGMITs, and Airmen's Meteorological Information, AIRMITS, are issued by three NWS Meteorological Watch Offices, the Aviation Weather Center, AWC, in Kansas City, MO, the Alaska Aviation Weather Unit, AAWU, in Anchorage, Alaska, and the WFO in Honolulu, Hawaii. Both the AWC and the AAWU issue area forecasts, FA, for selected areas. In addition, NWS meteorologists assigned to most ARTCCs as part of the Center Weather Service Unit, CWSU, provide Center Weather Advisories, CWAs, and gather weather information to support the needs of the FAA and other users of the system. Several NWS National Centers for Environmental Production, NSEP, provide aviation-specific weather forecasts or select public forecasts which are of interest to pilots and operators. The Aviation Weather Center, AWC, displays a variety of domestic and international aviation forecast products over the internet at aviationweather.gov. The NCEP Central Operations, NCO, is responsible for the operation of many numerical weather prediction models, including those which produce the many wind and temperature aloft forecasts. The Storm Prediction Center, SPC, issues tornado and severe weather watches along with other guidance forecasts. The National Hurricane Center, NHC, issues forecasts on tropical weather systems, for example, hurricanes. The Space Weather Prediction Center, SWPC, provides alerts, watches, warnings and forecasts for space weather events, for example, solar storms, affecting or expected to affect Earth's environment. The Weather Prediction Center, WPC, provides analysis and forecast products on a national scale including surface pressure and frontal analyses. NOAA operates two volcanic ash advisory centers, VAAC, which issue forecasts of ash clouds following a volcanic eruption in their area of responsibility. Details on the products provided by the above-listed offices and centers is available in FAA Advisory Circular 00-45, Aviation Weather Services Weather element values may be expressed by using different measurement systems depending on several factors, such as whether the weather products will be used by the general public, aviation interests, international services, or a combination of these users. Figure 7, 1, 
One provides conversion tables for the most used weather elements that will be encountered by pilots. FAA Weather Services The FAA provides the Flight Service Program, which serves the weather needs of pilots through its Flight Service Stations, FSS, both government and contract via 1-800-WX-BRIEF and via the Internet through Lido's Flight Service. The FAA maintains an extensive surface weather observing program. Airport observations, METER and SPICI, in the U.S. are provided by automated observing systems. Various levels of human oversight of the METER and SPICI reports and augmentation may be provided at select larger airports by either government or contract personnel qualified to report specified weather elements that cannot be detected by the automated observing system. The requirements to issue SPICI reports are detailed in TBL 711. Other sources of weather information Weather and aeronautical information are available from numerous private industry sources on an individual or contract pay basis. Prior to every flight, pilots should gather all information vital to the nature of the flight. Pilots can receive a regulatory compliant briefing without contacting flight service. Pilots are encouraged to use automated resources and review AC 91-92, Pilot's Guide to a Pre-Flight Briefing, for more information. Pilots can access Lido's flight services via the internet at http www.1800wxbrief.com. Pilots can receive pre-flight weather data and file VFR and IFR flight plans. Use of Aviation Weather Products Air carriers and operators certificated under the provisions of 14 CFR Part 119 are required to use the aeronautical weather information systems defined in the operations specifications issued to that certificate holder by the FAA. These systems may utilize basic FAA-National Weather Service, NWS, weather services, contractor or operator proprietary weather services and or enhanced weather information system, UNS when approved in the operations specifications. As an integral part of this system approval, the procedures for collecting, producing and disseminating aeronautical weather information, as well as the crew member and dispatcher training to support the use of system weather products, must be accepted or approved. Operators not certificated under the provisions of 14 CFR Part 119 are encouraged to use FAA-NWS products through flight service stations, LATO's Flight Service, and or Flight Information Services Broadcast, FISB. The suite of available aviation weather product types is expanding, with the development of new sensor systems, algorithms, and forecast models. The FAA and NWS supported by various weather research laboratories and corporations under contract to the government, develop and implement new aviation weather product types. The FAA's NextGen Aviation Weather Research Program, AWRP, facilitates collaboration between the NWS, the FAA, and various industry and research representatives. This collaboration ensures that user needs and technical readiness requirements are met before experimental products mature to operational application. The AWRP manages the transfer of aviation weather R&D to operational use through technical review panels and conducting safety assessments to ensure that newly developed aviation weather products meet regulatory requirements and enhance safety.
The AWRP review and decision-making process applies criteria to weather products at various stages. The stages are composed of the following. Sponsorship of user needs. R&D and controlled testing. Experimental application. Operational application. Pilots and operators should be aware that weather services provided by entities other than FAA, NWS, or their contractors may not meet FAA-NWS quality control standards. Hence, operators and pilots contemplating using such services should request and or review an appropriate description of services and provider disclosure. This should include, but is not limited to, the type of weather product, for example. Current weather or forecast weather, the currency of the product, that is, product issue and valid times, and the relevance of the product. Pilots and operators should be cautious when using unfamiliar products, or products not supported by FAA-NWS technical specifications. Note when in doubt, consult with a FAA flight service station specialist. In addition, pilots and operators should be aware there are weather services and products available from government organizations beyond the scope of the AWRP process mentioned earlier in this section. For example, Governmental agencies such as the NWS and the Aviation Weather Center, AWC, or research organizations such as the National Center for Atmospheric Research, NCR, display weather model data and experimental products which require training and or expertise to properly interpret and use. These products are developmental prototypes that are subject to ongoing research and can change without notice. Therefore, some data on display by government organizations, or government data on display by independent organizations may be unsuitable for flight planning purposes. Operators and pilots contemplating using such services should request and or review an appropriate description of services and provider disclosure. This should include, but is not limited. To the type of weather product, for example, current weather or forecast weather, the currency of the product, i.e., product issue and valid times, and the relevance of the product. Pilots and operators should be cautious when using unfamiliar weather products. Note when in doubt, consult with a FAA flight service station specialist. With increased access to weather products via the public internet, the aviation community has access to an overwhelming amount of weather information and data that support self-briefing. FAA AC 00-45 current edition, describes the weather products distributed by the NWS. Pilots and operators using the public internet to access weather from a third-party vendor should request and or review an appropriate description of services and provider disclosure. This should include, but is not limited to, the type of weather product, for example, current weather or forecast weather, the currency of the product, i.e., product issue and valid times, and the relevance of the product. Pilots and operators should be cautious when using unfamiliar weather products and when in doubt, consult with a flight service specialist. The development of new weather products, coupled with the termination of some legacy textual and graphical products, may create confusion between regulatory requirements and the new products. All flight-related, aviation weather decisions must be based on all available pertinent weather products. 
As every flight is unique and the weather conditions for that flight vary hour by hour, day to day, multiple weather products may be necessary to meet aviation weather regulatory requirements. Many new weather products now have a precautionary use statement that details the proper use or application of the specific product. The FAA has identified three distinct types of weather information available to pilots and operators. Observations Raw weather data collected by some type of sensor suite, including surface and airborne observations, radar, lightning, satellite imagery, and profilers. Analysis Enhanced depiction and or interpretation of observed weather data. Forecasts Predictions of the development and or movement of weather phenomena based on meteorological observations and various mathematical models. Not all sources of aviation weather information are able to provide all three types of weather information. The FAA has determined that operators and pilots may utilize the following approved sources of aviation weather information. Federal Government The FAA and NWS collect raw weather data, analyze the observations, and produce forecasts. The FAA and NWS disseminate meteorological observations, analyses, and forecasts through a variety of systems. In addition, the federal government is the only approval authority for sources of weather observations, for example, contract towers and airport operators may be approved by the federal government to provide weather observations. Enhanced Weather Information System, UNS. And UNS is an FAA-authorized, proprietary system for tracking, evaluating, reporting, and forecasting the presence or lack of adverse weather phenomena. The FAA authorizes a certificate holder to use an UNS to produce flight movement forecasts, adverse weather phenomena forecasts, and other meteorological advisories. For more detailed information regarding UNS, see the Aviation Weather Services Advisory Circular 00-45 and the Flight Standards Information Management System 8900.1. Commercial Weather Information Providers In general, commercial providers produce proprietary weather products based on NWS-FAA products with formatting and layout modifications but no material changes to the weather information itself. This is also referred to as repackaging. In addition, commercial providers may produce analyses, forecasts, and other proprietary weather products that substantially alter the information contained in government-produced products. However, those proprietary weather products that substantially alter government-produced weather products or information may only be approved for use by 14 CFR Part 121 and Part 135 certificate holders if the commercial provider is UNS qualified. Note commercial weather information providers contracted by FAA to provide weather observations, analyses, and forecasts, example, contract towers, are included in the federal government category of approved sources by virtue of maintaining required. Technical and Quality Assurance Standards Under Federal Government Oversight Graphical Forecasts for Aviation, GFA The GFA website is intended to provide the necessary aviation weather information to give users a complete picture of the weather that may affect flight in the continental United States, CONUS. The website includes observational data, forecasts, 
and warnings that can be viewed from 14 hours in the past to 15 hours in the future, including thunderstorms, clouds, flight category, precipitation, icing, turbulence, and wind. Hourly model data and forecasts, including information on clouds, flight category, precipitation, icing, turbulence, wind, and graphical output from the National Weather Services, NWS, National Digital Forecast Data, NDFD, are available. Wind, icing, and turbulence forecasts are available in 3,000-foot increments from the surface up to 30,000 feet MSL, and in 6,000-foot increments from 30,000 feet MSL to 48,000 feet MSL. Turbulence forecasts are also broken into low, below 18,000 feet MSL, and high, at or above 18,000. FTMSL Graphics A Maximum Icing Graphic and Maximum Wind Velocity Graphic Regardless of Altitude, are also available. Built with modern geospatial information tools, users can pan and zoom to focus on areas of greatest interest. Target users are commercial and general aviation pilots, operators, briefers, and dispatchers. Weather Products the aviation forecasts include grid displays of various weather parameters as well as NWS textual weather observations, forecasts, and warnings. Icing, turbulence, and wind grid products are three-dimensional. Other grid products are two-dimensional and may represent a composite of a three-dimensional weather. Phenomenon or a surface weather variable, such as horizontal visibility. The following are examples of aviation forecasts depicted on the GFA, Terminal Aerodrome Forecast, TAF. Ceiling and Visibility, CIG-VIS. Clouds. Precipitation-Weather, PCPN-WX. Thunderstorm, TS. Winds. Turbulence. Ice. Observations and Warnings, OBS-WARN. The OBS-WARN option provides an option to display weather data for the current time and the previous 14 hours, rounded to the nearest hour. Users may advance through time using the arrow buttons or by clicking on the desired hour. Provided below are the OBS-WARN product tabs available on the GFA website, Metter. Precipitation-WEATHER, PCPN-WX. Ceiling and Visibility. CIG slash VIS. Pilot reports, PIREP. Radar and satellite, RAD slash SAT. The GFA will be continuously updated and available online at http colon slash slash aviationweather.gov slash GFA http colon slash slash aviationweather.gov slash GFA. Upon clicking the link above, select info on the top right corner of the map display. Thunderstorm flying. Thunderstorm avoidance. Never regard any thunderstorm lightly, even when radar echoes are of light intensity. Avoiding thunderstorms is the best policy. Following are some do's and don'ts of thunderstorm avoidance. Don't land or take off in the face of an approaching thunderstorm. A sudden gust front of low-level turbulence could cause loss of control. Don't attempt to fly under a thunderstorm even if you can see through to the other side. Turbulence and wind shear under the storm could be hazardous. Don't attempt to fly under the anvil of a thunderstorm.
there is a potential for severe and extreme clear air turbulence. Don't fly without airborne radar into a cloud mass containing scattered embedded thunderstorms. Scattered thunderstorms not embedded usually can be visually circumnavigated. Don't trust the visual appearance to be a reliable indicator of the turbulence inside a thunderstorm. Don't assume that ATC will offer radar navigation guidance or deviations around thunderstorms. Don't use data-linked weather next-generation weather radar, NEXRAD, mosaic imagery as the sole means for negotiating a path through a thunderstorm area, tactical maneuvering. Do remember that the data-linked NEXRAD mosaic imagery shows where the weather was, not where the weather is. The weather conditions depicted may be 15 to 20 minutes older than indicated on the display. Do listen to chatter on the ATC frequency for pilot weather reports, PIREP, and other aircraft requesting to deviate or divert. Do ask ATC for radar navigation guidance or to approve deviations around thunderstorms, if needed. Do use data-linked weather NEXRAD mosaic imagery, for example, Flight Information Service Broadcast, FSB, for route selection to avoid thunderstorms entirely, strategic maneuvering. Do advise ATC, when switched to another controller, that you are deviating for thunderstorms before accepting to rejoin the original route. Do ensure that after an authorized weather deviation, before accepting to rejoin the original route, that the route of flight is clear of thunderstorms. Do avoid by at least 20 miles any thunderstorm identified as severe or giving an intense radar echo. This is especially true under the anvil of a large cumulonimbus. Do circumnavigate the entire area if the area has six-tenths thunderstorm coverage. Do remember that vivid and frequent lightning indicates the probability of a severe thunderstorm. Do regard as extremely hazardous any thunderstorm with tops 35,000 feet or higher whether the top is visually sighted or determined by radar. Do give a pie rep for the flight conditions. Do divert and wait out the thunderstorms on the ground if unable to navigate around an area of thunderstorms. Do contact flight service for assistance in avoiding thunderstorms. Flight service specialists have NEXRAD mosaic radar imagery and NEXRAD single sight radar with unique features such as base and composite reflectivity, echo tops, and VAD wind profiles. If you cannot avoid penetrating a thunderstorm, following are some do's before entering the storm. Tighten your safety belt, put on your shoulder harness, if installed, if and secure all loose objects. Plan and hold the course to take the aircraft through the storm in a minimum time. To avoid the most critical icing, establish a penetration altitude below the freezing level or above the level of minus 15 degrees Celsius. Verify that pitot heat is on and turn on carburetor heat or jet engine anti-ice. Icing can be rapid at any altitude and cause almost instantaneous power failure and or loss of airspeed indication. Establish power settings for turbulence penetration airspeed recommended in the aircraft manual. Turn up cockpit lights to highest intensity to lessen temporary blindness from lightning. If using automatic pilot, disengage altitude hold mode and speed hold mode. The automatic altitude and speed controls will increase maneuvers of the aircraft thus increasing structural stress. If using airborne radar, tilt the antenna up and down occasionally. 
This will permit the detection of other thunderstorm activity at altitudes other than the one being flown. Following are some do's and don'ts during the thunderstorm penetration. Do keep your eyes on your instruments. Looking outside the cockpit can increase danger of temporary blindness from lightning. Don't change power settings, maintain settings for the recommended turbulence penetration airspeed. Do maintain constant attitude. Allow the altitude and airspeed to fluctuate. Don't turn back once you are in the thunderstorm. A straight course through the storm most likely will get the aircraft out of the hazards most quickly. In addition, turning maneuvers increase stress on the aircraft. International Civil Aviation Organization, ICAO, Weather Formats The U.S. uses the ICAO World Standard for Aviation Weather Reporting and Forecasting. The World Meteorological Organization's, WMO, Publication number 782 Aerodrome Reports and Forecasts contains the base meter and TAF code as adopted by the WMO member countries. Although the meter code is adopted worldwide, each country is allowed to make modifications or exceptions to the code for use in their particular country, example, the U.S. will continue to use statute miles for visibility, feet for RVR values, knots for wind speed, and inches of mercury for altimetry. However, temperature and dew point will be reported in degrees Celsius. The U.S. reports prevailing visibility rather than lowest sector visibility. The elements in the body of a meta report are separated with a space. The only exceptions are RVR, temperature, and dew point which are separated with a solidus, forward slash. When an element does not occur, or cannot be observed, the preceding space and that element are omitted from that particular report. A meta report contains the following sequence of elements in the following order. Type of report. ICAO station identifier. Date and time of report. Modifier, as required. Wind. Visibility. Runway visual range, RVR. Weather phenomena. Sky conditions. Temperature slash dew point group. Altimeter. Remarks, RMK. The following paragraphs describe the elements in a meta report. Type of report. There are two types of report. Aviation routine weather report, METER, and non-routine, special, aviation weather report, SPICI. The type of report, METER or SPICI, will always appear as the lead element of the report. ICAO Station Identifier. The METER code uses ICAO for letter station identifiers. In the contiguous 48 states, the three-letter domestic station identifier is prefixed with a K, i.e., the domestic identifier for Seattle is SEA while the ICAO identifier is KSEA. Elsewhere, the first two letters of the ICAO identifier indicate what region of the world and country, or state, the station is in. For Alaska, all station identifiers start with PA. For Hawaii, all station identifiers start with PH. Canadian station identifiers start with CU, CW, CY, and CZ. Mexican station identifiers start with MM. The identifier for the Western Caribbean is M followed by the individual country's letter, i.e., Cuba is MU, Dominican Republic MD, the Bahamas MY.
The identifier for the Eastern Caribbean is T followed by the individual country's letter, i.e., Puerto Rico is TJ. For a complete worldwide listing, CIKO document 7910, location indicators. Date and time of report. The date and time the observation is taken are transmitted as a six-digit date time group appended with Z to denote coordinated universal time, UTC. The first two digits are the date followed with two digits for hour and two digits for minutes. Example 172345Z, the 17th day of the month at 2345Z. Modifier, as required. Auto identifies a meter slash spicy report as an automated weather report with no human intervention. If auto is shown in the body of the report, the type of sensor equipment used at the station will be encoded in the remarks section of the report. The absence of auto indicates that a report was made manually by an observer or that an automated report had human augmentation slash backup. The modifier COR indicates a corrected report that is sent out to replace an earlier report with an error. Note there are two types of automated stations, AO1 for automated weather reporting stations without a precipitation discriminator, and AO2 for automated stations with a precipitation discriminator. A precipitation discriminator can determine the difference between liquid and frozen slash freezing precipitation. This information appears in the remarks section of an automated report. Wind. The wind is reported as a five-digit group, six digits if speed is over 99 knots. The first three digits are the direction the wind is blowing from, in tens of degrees reference to true north, or VRB if the direction is variable. The next two digits is the wind speed in knots, or if over 99 knots, the next three digits. If the wind is gusty, it is reported as a G after the speed followed by the highest gust reported. The abbreviation KT is appended to denote the use of knots for wind speed. Example 13008 KT wind from 130 degrees at 8 knots 08032G45 KT wind from 080 degrees at 32 knots with gusts to 45 knots VRB04 KT wind variable in direction at 4 knots 00000 KT wind calm 210103G130 KT wind from 210 degrees at 103 knots with gusts to 130 knots if the wind direction is variable by 60 degrees or more and the speed is greater than 6 knots, a variable group consisting of the extremes of the wind direction separated by a V will follow the prevailing wind group. 32012G22 KT 280V350 Peak Wind Whenever the peak wind exceeds 25 knots, PKWND will be included in remarks, example, PKWND 28045-1955, peak wind 280-45 occurred at 19055. If the hour can be inferred from the report time, only the minutes will be appended, example, PKWND 34050-38 peak wind 340 at 50 occurred at 38 past the hour. Wind shift. Whenever a wind shift occurs, WSHFT will be included in remarks followed by the time the wind shift began, example, WSHFT 30 FROPA wind shift at 30 due to frontal passage. Visibility. 
Prevailing visibility is reported in statute miles with SM appended to it. Example 7 SM, 7 statute miles. 15 SM, 15 statute miles. 1 slash 2 SM, 1 half statute mile. Tower slash surface visibility. If either visibility, tower or surface, is below 4 statute miles, the lesser of the two will be reported in the body of the report, the greater will be reported in remarks. Automated visibility. ASOS slash AWO's visibility stations will show visibility 10 or greater than 10 miles as 10 SM. AWO's visibility stations will show visibility less than 1 slash 4 statute mile as M1 slash 4 SM and visibility 10 or greater than 10 miles as 10 SM. Note automated sites that are augmented by human observer to meet service level requirements can report 0, 1 16th SM and 1 8th SM visibility increments. Variable visibility. Variable visibility is shown in remarks when rapid increase or decrease by 1/2 statute mile or more and the average prevailing visibility is less than 3 miles. Example, VIS 1v2 visibility variable between 1 and 2. Sector visibility. Sector visibility is shown in remarks when it differs from the prevailing visibility and either the prevailing or sector visibility is less than 3 miles. Example VIS N2 Visibility North 2 Runway visual range, when reported. R identifies the group followed by the runway heading and parallel runway designator, if needed, forward slash in the visual range in feet, meters in other countries, followed with FT, feet is not spoken. Variability values. When RVR varies, by more than on reportable value, the lowest and highest values are shown with V between them. Maximum slash minimum range. P indicates an observed RVR is above the maximum value for this system, spoken as more than. M indicates an observed RVR is below the minimum value which can be determined by the system, spoken as less than. Example R32L slash 1200FT runway 32 left RVR 1200. R27R slash M1000V4000FT runway 27 right RVR variable from less than 1000 to 4000. Weather phenomena. The weather as reported in the METER code represents a significant change in the way weather is currently reported. In METER, weather is reported in the format intensity slash proximity slash descriptor slash precipitation slash obstruction to visibility slash other. Note the forward slash above and in the following descriptions, except as the separator between the temperature and dew point, are for separation purposes in this publication and do not appear in the actual meters. Intensity applies only to the first type of precipitation reported. A dash denotes light, no symbol denotes moderate, and a plus denotes heavy. Proximity applies to and reported only for weather occurring in the vicinity of the airport, between 5 and 10 miles of the points of observation. It is denoted by the letters VC. Intensity and VC will not appear together in the weather group. Descriptor. These eight descriptors apply to the precipitation or obstructions to visibility. Note although TS and SH are used with precipitation and may be preceded with an intensity symbol, the intensity still applies to the precipitation, not the descriptor. Precipitation. 
There are nine types of precipitation in the Metter Code. Obstructions to visibility. There are eight types of obscuration phenomena in the Metter Code. Obscurations are any phenomena in the atmosphere, other than precipitation, that reduce horizontal visibility. Note fog, FG, is observed or forecast only when the visibility is less than 5 eighths of mile, otherwise mist, BR, is observed or forecast. Other. There are five categories of other weather phenomena which are reported when they occur. Sky condition. The sky condition as reported in METER represents a significant change from the way sky condition is currently reported. In METER, sky condition is reported in the format. Amount slash height slash type or indefinite ceiling slash height. Amount. The amount of sky cover is reported in eighths of sky cover using the contractions. Note. SKC will be reported at manual stations. CLR will be used at automated stations when no clouds below 12,000 feet are reported. A ceiling layer is not designated in the METER code. For aviation purposes, the ceiling is the lowest broken or overcast layer, or vertical visibility into an obscuration. Also there is no provision for reporting thin layers in the METER code. When clouds are thin, that layer must be reported as if it were opaque. Height. Cloud bases are reported with three digits in hundreds of feet above ground level, AGL. Clouds above 12,000 feet cannot be reported by an automated station. Type. If towering cumulus clouds, TCU, or cumulonimbus clouds, CB, are present, they are reported after the height which represents their base. Example, reported as SCT-025 TCU BKN-080 BKN-250, spoken as 2,500 scattered towering cumulus, ceiling 8,000 broken, 25,000 broken. Reported as SCT-008 OVC-012 CB, spoken as 800 scattered. Ceiling 1,200 overcast cumulonimbus clouds. Vertical visibility, indefinite ceiling height. The height into an indefinite ceiling is preceded by VV and followed by three digits indicating the vertical visibility in hundreds of feet. This layer indicates total obscuration. Example 1-8SMFGVV006 visibility 1-8, fog, indefinite ceiling 600. Obscurations are reported when the sky is partially obscured by a ground-based phenomena by indicating the amount of obscuration as few, SCT, BKN followed by three zeros, zero, zero, zero. In remarks, the obscuring phenomenon precedes the amount of obscuration and three zeros. Example BKN000, in body, sky partially obscured Fu BKN000, in remarks, smoke obscuring 5 to 7 eighths of the sky. When sky conditions include a layer aloft, other than clouds, such as smoke or haze the type of phenomena, sky cover and height are shown in remarks. Example BKN020, in body, ceiling 2000 broken RMK Fu BKN020 broken layer of smoke aloft, based at 2000. Variable ceiling. When a ceiling is below 3,000 and is variable, the remark CIG will be shown followed with the lowest and highest ceiling heights separated by a V. 
Example CIG 005V010, ceiling variable between 500 and 1000. Second sight sensor. When an automated station uses meteorological discontinuity sensors, remarks will be shown to identify site-specific sky conditions which differ and are lower than conditions reported in the body. Example CIG 020RY11, ceiling 2000 at runway 11. Variable cloud layer. When a layer is varying in sky cover, remarks will show the variability range. If there is more than one cloud layer, the variable layer will be identified by including the layer height. Example SCT VBKN, scattered layer variable to broken BKN 025 VOVC, broken layer at 2500 variable to overcast. Significant clouds. When significant clouds are observed, they are shown in remarks, along with the specified information as shown below. Cumulonimbus, CB, or Cumulonimbus mammatus, CBMAM, distance, if known, direction from the station, and direction of movement, if known. If the clouds are beyond 10 miles from the airport, DSNT will indicate distance. Example CBW move E, Cumulonimbus West, moving East, CMAM DSNTS, Cumulonimbus mammatus, distant south. Towering cumulus, TCU, location, if known, or direction from the station. Example TCU OHD, towering cumulus overhead, TCUW, towering cumulus west. Altocumulus castellanus, ACC, stratocumulus standing lenticular, SCSL, altocumulus standing lenticular, ACSL, cirrocumulus standing lenticular, CCSL, or rotor clouds, describing the clouds, if needed, and the direction from the station. Example ACCW Altocumulus Castellanus West ACSL SWS Standing Lenticular Altocumulus Southwest through South APRNT Rotor CLDS Apparent Rotor Cloud South CCSL OVR MTE Standing Lenticular Cirrocumulus over the mountains east. Temperature slash dew point. Temperature and dew point are reported in two, two-digit groups in degrees Celsius, separated by a solidus, forward slash. Temperatures below zero are prefixed with an M. If the temperature is available but the dew point is missing, the temperature is shown followed by a solidus. If the temperature is missing, the group is omitted from the report. Example 15-08 temperature 15, dew point 800-M02 temperature 0, dew point minus 2M05 slash temperature minus 5, dew point missing. Altimeter. Altimeter settings are reported in a four-digit format in inches of mercury prefixed with an A to denote the units of pressure. Example A2995, altimeter 29095. Remarks. Remarks will be included in all observations when appropriate. The contraction RMK denotes the start of the remarks section of a meta-report. Except for precipitation, Phenomena located within 5 statute miles of the point of observation will be reported as at the station. Phenomena between 5 and 10 statute miles will be reported in the vicinity, VC. Precipitation not occurring at the point of observation but within 10 statute miles is also reported as in the vicinity, VC. Phenomena beyond 10 statute miles will be shown as distant, DSNT.
Distances are in statute miles, except for automated lightning remarks, which are in nautical miles. Movement of clouds or weather will be indicated by the direction toward which the phenomena is moving. There are two categories of remarks. Automated, manual, and plain language. Additive and automated maintenance data. Automated, manual, and plain language. This group of remarks may be generated from either manual or automated weather reporting stations and generally elaborate on parameters reported in the body of the report. Plain language remarks are only provided by manual stations. Volcanic eruptions. Tornado, funnel cloud, water spout. Station type, AO1 or AO2. PKWND. WSHFT, FROPA. TWRVIS or SFCVIS. VRBVIS. Sector VIS. VIS at second site. Lightning. When lightning is observed at a manual location, the frequency and location is reported. When cloud-to-ground lightning is detected by an automated lightning detection system, such as ALDARS. Within 5 nautical miles, NM, of the airport reference point, ARP, it will be reported as TS in the body of the report with no remark. Between 5 and 10 NM of the ARP, it will be reported as VCTS in the body of the report with no remark, beyond 10 but less than 30 NM of the ARP, it will be reported in remarks as DSNT followed by the direction from the ARP. Example LTG DSNTW or LTG DSNT ALQDS. Beginning slash ending of precipitation slash TSTMS. TSTM location MVMT. Hailstone size, GR. Virga. VRBCIG, height. Obscuration. VRB sky condition. Significant cloud types. Ceiling height second location. Press for presser. Sea level pressure. ACFT mishap, not transmitted. Nospacy. Snanker. Other SIG info. Additive and automated maintenance data. Hourly precipitation. 3 and 6 hour precipitation amount. 24 hour precipitation. Snow depth on ground. Water equivalent of snow. Cloud type. Duration of sunshine. Hourly temperature slash dew point, tenths. 6 hour maximum temperature. 6 hour minimum temperature. 24 hour maximum slash minimum temperature. Pressure tendency. Sensor status. Poino. Zrano. TSNO. Verno. PNO. Visno. Examples of meta reports and explanation. Meta KBNA 281250Z33018KT290V361 half SM R31 2700 FT SN BLSN FGVV00800 M03A2991 RMK RAE42 SNB42. Aerodrome forecast, TAF. A concise statement of the expected meteorological conditions at an airport during a specified period. At most locations, TAFs have a 24-hour forecast period. 
However, TAFs for some locations have a 30-hour forecast period. These forecast periods may be shorter in the case of an amended TAF. TAFs use the same codes as Meter weather reports. They are scheduled four times daily for 24-hour periods beginning at 0000Z, 0600Z, 1200Z, and 1800Z. Forecast times in the TAF are depicted in two ways. The first is a six-digit number to indicate a specific point in time, consisting of a two-digit date, two-digit hour, and two-digit minute, such as issuance time or FM. The second is a pair of four-digit numbers separated by a forward slash to indicate a beginning and end for a period of time. In this case, each four-digit pair consists of a two-digit date and a two-digit hour. TAFs are issued in the following format. Type of report slash ICAO station identifier slash date and time of origin slash valid period date and time slash forecast meteorological conditions. Note the forward slash above and in the following descriptions are for separation purposes in this publication and do not appear in the actual TAFs. TAF Cord 051130Z0512-0618140008 KT5 SMBR BKN030. Tempo 0513-051611-2 SMBR. FM 0516001610 KTP6 SMSKC. FM 0523002013 G20 KT for SMSHRA OVC 020 Prob 40600-06062 SMTSRA OVC 008 CB. Beckng 0606-0608-21015 KTP6 SMNSWSCT 040 TAF format observed in the above example. TAF equals type of report KORD equals ICAO station identifier 051130Z equals date and time of origin issuance time. 0512-0618 equals valid period date and times 14008KT5SMBRBKN030 equals forecast meteorological conditions explanation of TAF elements. Type of report. There are two types of TAF issuances, a routine forecast issuance, TAF, and an amended forecast, TAF-AMD. An amended TAF is issued when the current TAF no longer adequately describes the ongoing weather or the forecaster feels the TAF is not representative of the current or expected weather. Corrected. COR, or delayed, RTD, TAFs are identified only in the communications header which precedes the actual forecasts. ICAO Station Identifier the TAF code uses ICAO for letter location identifiers as described in the METER section. Date and time of origin. This element is the date and time the forecast is actually prepared. The format is a two-digit date and four-digit time followed, without a space, by the letter Z. Valid period date and time. The UTC valid period of the forecast consists of two four-digit sets, separated by a forward slash. The first four-digit set is a two-digit date followed by the two-digit beginning hour, and the second four-digit set is a two-digit date followed by the two-digit ending hour. 
Although most airports have a 24-hour TAF, a select number of airports have a 30-hour TAF. In the case of an amended forecast, or a forecast which is corrected or delayed, the valid period may be for less than 24 hours. Where an airport or terminal operates on a part-time basis, less than 24 hours per day, the TAFs issued for those locations will have the abbreviated statement AMD not SCED added to the end of the forecasts. The time observations are scheduled to end and or resume will be indicated by expanding the AMD not SCED statement. Expanded statements will include Observation ending time, AFT DDHM, for example, AFT 120200. Scheduled observations resumption time, TIL DDHM, for example, TIL 171200Z, or Period of observation unavailability, DDHH slash DDHH, for example, 2502 slash 2512. Forecast meteorological conditions. This is the body of the TAF. The basic format is wind slash visibility slash weather slash sky conditions slash optional data, wind shear, the wind, visibility, and sky condition elements are always included in the initial time group of the forecast. Weather is included only if significant to aviation. If a significant, lasting change in any of the elements is expected during the valid period, a new time period with the changes is included. It should be noted that with the exception of a FM group the new time period will include only those elements which are expected to change, i.e., if a lowering of the visibility is expected but the wind is expected to remain the same, the new time period reflecting the lower visibility would not include a forecast wind. The forecast wind would remain the same as in the previous time period. Any temporary conditions expected during a specific time period are included with that time. Period. The following describes the elements in the above format. Wind. This five or six digit group includes the expected wind direction, first three digits, and speed, last two digits or three digits if 100 knots or greater. The contraction KT follows to denote the units of wind speed. Wind gusts are noted by the letter G appended to the wind speed followed by the highest expected gust. A variable wind direction is noted by VRB where the three-digit direction usually appears. A calm wind, three knots or less, is forecast as 0000 kt. Example 18010 kt wind 180 at 10, wind is blowing from 180. 35012 g20 kt wind 350 at 12 gust 20. Visibility. The expected prevailing visibility up to and including 6 miles is forecast in statute miles, including fractions of miles, followed by SM to note the units of measure. Expected visibilities greater than 6 miles are forecast as P6SM, plus 6 statute miles. Example 1-2SM visibility 1 half. For SM visibility 4. P6SM visibility more than 6. Weather phenomena. The expected weather phenomena is coded in TAF reports using the same format, qualifiers, and phenomena contractions as meta reports, except up. Obscurations to vision will be forecast whenever the prevailing visibility is forecast to be 6 statute miles or less.
If no significant weather is expected to occur during a specific time period in the forecast, the weather phenomena group is omitted for that time period. If, after a time period in which significant weather phenomena has been forecast, a change to a forecast of no significant weather phenomena occurs, the contraction NSW, no significant weather, will appear as the weather group in the new time period. NSW is included only in tempo groups. Note it is very important that pilots understand that NSW only refers to weather phenomena, i.e., rain, snow, drizzle, etc. Omitted conditions, such as sky conditions, visibility, winds, etc., are carried over from the previous time group. Sky condition TAF sky condition forecasts use the METER format described in the METER section. Cumulonimbus clouds, CB, are the only cloud type forecast in TAFs. When clear skies are forecast, the contraction SKC will always be used. The contraction CLR is never used in the TAF. When the sky is obscured due to a surface-based phenomenon, vertical visibility, VV, into the obscuration is forecast. The format for vertical visibility is VV followed by a three-digit height in hundreds of feet. Note as in METER, ceiling layers are not designated in the TAF code. For aviation purposes, the ceiling is the lowest broken or overcast layer or vertical visibility into a complete obscuration. Optional data, wind shear. Wind shear is the forecast of non-convective low-level winds, up to 2,000 feet. The forecast includes the letters WS followed by the height of the wind shear, the wind direction and wind speed at the indicated height and the ending letters KT, knots. Height is given in hundreds of feet, AGL, up to and including 2,000 feet. Wind shear is encoded with the contraction WS, followed by a three-digit height, slant character forward slash, and winds at the height indicated in the same format as surface winds. The wind shear element is omitted if not expected to occur. WS010-18040 KT low-level wind shear at 1000, wind 180 at 40. Probability forecast. The probability or chance of thunderstorms or other precipitation events occurring, along with associated weather conditions, wind, visibility, and sky conditions. The PROB30 group is used when the occurrence of thunderstorms or precipitation is 30 to 39% and the PROB40 group is used when the occurrence of thunderstorms or precipitation is 40 to 49%. This is followed by two four-digit groups separated by a forward slash, giving the beginning date and hour, and the ending date and hour of the time period during which the thunderstorms or precipitation are expected. Note NWS does not use PROB40 in the TAF. However, U.S. military-generated TAFS may include PROB40. PROB30 will not be shown during the first nine hours of a NWS forecast. Forecast change indicators The following change indicators are used when either a rapid, gradual, or temporary change is expected in some or all of the forecast meteorological conditions. Each change indicator marks a time group within the TAF report. From FM group. The FM group is used when a rapid change, usually occurring in less than one hour, in prevailing conditions is expected. 
typically, a rapid change of prevailing conditions to more or less a completely new set of prevailing conditions is associated with a synoptic feature passing through the terminal area, cold or warm frontal passage. Appended to the FM indicator is the six-digit date, hour, and minute. The change is expected to begin and continues until the next change group or until the end of the current forecast. A FM group will mark the beginning of a new line in a TAF report, indented five spaces. Each FM group contains all the required elements wind, visibility, weather, and sky condition. Weather will be omitted in FM groups when it is not significant to aviation. FM groups will not include the contraction NSW. Example FM 21010014010 KTP6 SM SKC after 0100Z on the 21st, wind 140 at 10, visibility more than 6, sky clear. Becoming BECMG group. The BECMG group is used when a gradual change in conditions is expected over a longer time period, usually two hours. The time period when the change is expected is two four-digit groups separated by a forward slash, with the beginning date and hour, and ending date and hour of the change period which follows the BECMG indicator. The gradual change will occur at an unspecified time within this time period. Only the changing forecast meteorological conditions are included in BECMG groups. The omitted conditions are carried over from the previous time group. Note the NWS does not use BECMG in the TAF. Example OVC 012 BECMG 0114-0116 BKN 020, ceiling 1200 overcast. Then a gradual change to ceiling 2000 broken between 1400Z on the 1st and 1600Z on the 1st. Temporary, Tempo, Group the tempo group is used for any conditions in wind, visibility, weather, or sky condition which are expected to last for generally less than an hour at a time, occasional, and are expected to occur during less than half the time period. The tempo indicator is followed by two four-digit groups separated by a forward slash. The first four-digit group gives the beginning date and hour, and the second four-digit group gives the ending date and hour of the time period during which the temporary conditions are expected. Only the changing forecast meteorological conditions are included in tempo groups. The omitted conditions are carried over from the previous time group. Example SCT-030 Tempo 0519-0523 BKN 030 3,000 scattered with occasional ceilings 3,000 broken between 1900Z on the 5th and 2300Z on the 5th. For SMHZ Tempo 1900-19062 SMBRHZ Visibility 4 in haze with occasional visibility 2 in mist and haze between 0000Z on the 19th and 0600Z on the 19th.